0: This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by Duck Spring. That's right. Members of the Duck Feed community are organizing to do a charity live stream in the spring, this spring, one week uh, from when you hear this, March 25th to March 27th, to benefit the Transactive Gender Center, our very favorite charity. Uh, so tune in. If you go to duckfeed.tv forward slash Duck Spring, you can see the details. Um, there is a full weekend uh, schedule friday saturday and sunday and unlike uh duck stream this is a wide wide variety of people and games so we have uh people doing um the entirety of second node and setsu three um typing of the dead overkill bloodborne factorio binding of isaac hearthstone world of warcraft digimon world redigitize That's right. Um, Portal, there's a Rocket League tournament. I'm going to be hosting um, some Quiplash for a couple hours on Saturday. So check that out, duckfeed.tv forward slash duckspring. If you're able to give, that would be awesome. Really appreciate it. They're a great charity, and we just want to do everything we can uh, because they help people be themselves, which is uh, something that's very dear to our heart. Thank you.
1: Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared
2: to meet the inevitable counter with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross.
0: My
1: name is Nick Daniel.
0: And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an unfair favorite.
1: <laughs> I was thinking Bowie Riffic.
0: Yeah, it is, is Bowie Riffic. It is a is a stuffed front favorite, like a hot pocket,
2: um, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, it's a it's it it is a contact juggling delight. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. It is a sock
2: stuffed inside a sock,
0: stuffed inside a cock.
3: Oh <laughs> no! <love> <laughs> it is. A,
1: <laughs> it is a green screen of wonderment
2: It is one hundred percent. Oh, um, my God. oh! It's stuffing all that into that, uh, st- that. That is that not is a one of thought.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, <just> sucks. <laughs> but uh, yes, this week uh, we are continuing our off season with uh with the last non game thing in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a we have a split EP here where we're talking about Gary's book Souls of Darkness, and then uh, rounding it out with the Labyrinth, a film directed by Jim Henson.
0: Yeah, and as you heard, we are joined by Nick Daniel, who uh, is not only a noted soulsman and good dude, but is the illustrator on the book. Yeah. And me and Nick, yeah. me and Nick made it.
1: I wasn't uh, sure if I had uh, gotten the rank of soulsman yet. You, you are, I you are missed that second achievement. Second,
0: second rank soulsman. Um, you, you're we're working on your application to the upper tier souls community. Hmm. Um, but uh, it it sometimes that you know the big wigs it takes some time. Yeah, they, they've had uh had Greer on the back burner for months um <laughs> well we yeah. had something to do with that though i mean that's true we, we pulled some strings <laughs> uh, um the yeah so uh you may be asking yourself uh two two things if you're listening to this um one uh why are you doing this instead of salt and sanctuary <laughs> and two um you know what is this doing here at all uh the answer to the first question is uh at the time we planned the season salt and sanctuary didn't have a release date um it just had spring um. So I think that we're we're on the same page, Cole. That we'll probably do that in the next off season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it seems very you know it's it's obviously germane, and I'm really excited to play it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but the other well, reason is that what I'm uh, wondering
1: is why you guys aren't doing Stardew Valley.
2: <laughs> it's the Dark
1: Souls of games that aren't anything like Dark
2: Souls. <laughs> it's, it's the Dark Souls of games. It's the Dark Souls of comparisons. Yeah. <laughs> Harvest
0: Moon, Moon, Gwendolyn, Oh my God. <laughs>
2: wheels within the
1: lane <laughs> stardew um, valley of defilement <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh nothing will grow i don't want i don't want to eat that fruit nick i don't want to eat that fruit i don't want to eat that fruit. <laughs> I don't care if you do uh,
1: scare you buy it yeah
0: <laughs> do whatever you want with it come to stardew fucking valley i don't care <laughs> uh, the uh so, so that's that's why we're, you know, we're covering Salt and Sanctuary. It'll be like way late and after the conversation because we're going to cover Dark Souls 3 first. Uh, the other reason, though, is, uh, you know, I, I wrote this book that has a lot to do with Dark Souls. And uh, I figured it's, I you know, as much as I'm a little bit embarrassed to be self-promoting, I figured it would be a good, you know, I, I do a show about Dark Souls. A show about Dark Souls is a good place for a book about Dark Souls. Um, and also, you know, wanted to get Nick on to talk a little bit about how that, uh, you know, how, how the process worked. And stuff with him and then what he thought and everything so hopefully this will be interesting um we'll get on to talking about david boy's dick and just like you know a little bit so if you're, if you're just if you want to scrub forward to dick you can't is um that's a that's a button on on most podcast apps Yeah, no,
2: just uh, <laughs> swipe up on overcast you'll be fine yeah
0: yeah just yeah just make sure you yeah, swipe right for dick the um so <laughs> depending on which app you're on just uh um but yeah uh souls of darkness um we don't have any notes about this but i wanted to ask nick uh nick and you know if if, if the answer is uh negative you don't have to say it on air uh, like what do you think how do you feel about this now that it's done
1: uh well uh of course all my contributions were excellent okay <laughs> yeah very pretty pictures um no i thought the book was very good i was kind of you know worried when i was working with you it's like what if gary can't write
3: because you know, i don't have any evidence <laughs> you, you can both.
1: really um, um but yeah, then I ended up uh, once you put out the PDF, I ended up reading it on one night. Um, so, uh, you know, you basically you're up there with Brandon Sanderson, someone who's kept me up way past my bedtime reading. Oh, that's that's high praise
0: because that guy's yeah. a, a real noted author. Thank you. Um,
1: Neither of you can come up with a sequel fast enough.
0: The the um the so the the idea is, and I've, I've mentioned this a couple of times, but like all the books that are in the beginning of the book, I would like to do uh, at some point because I like the idea of making an alternate line of of World of power books um they wouldn't all be souls based um there, I, there'd be a dark souls 2 one and a bloodborne one but the next one i want
2: to do is for fallout
0: um <laughs> i think that'd be real fun oh uh,
3: not,
2: not not for fallout but for atomic a yeah, post atomic. nuclear superstation adventure yes yeah atomic <laughs> um
0: and i've got i've got kind of ideas and and jokey things about all of those like um the 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 bloodborne one and we'll see if if i end up you know because that that would be down the road <laughs> So mm-hmm. who even knows I we'll get to do this? But I like the idea of an alternate take on Bergenworth where instead of having more eyes, it's just making eyes bigger. <laughs> and and <laughs>
3: he just he using
0: technology to get bigger and bigger eyes. Uh until until eventually they're uh
2: you, They're all you're, animes.
0: You, well, you yeah, they're <laughs> anime and then you meet Willem uh at some point or the equivalent of Willem and his just the entire like all of his skin is just covered with eye flesh. Oh, like there's just a pupil that moves around like a resident evil monster and nobody can look yeah. at him.
3: Uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Adorable.
0: It is. Uh, it gets, it starts cute. It's it super <laughs> uncute. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would love to, I would love to do, do, do more of these. Um, the, for people who are listening to this, I imagine a lot of people, or I imagine everybody who backed the book probably listens to this, uh, not the other way around, but um, it's being printed too. So I, I figured you know I'd, I'd announce that as well. So it's finally being printed. I, I had to keep going back and forth with the printers about the cover, um, which ended up being a language barrier thing and then also just a miscommunication where they were sending me like low res proofs and, uh, or they sent me the last couple times, they sent me low res proofs, but somebody told me that they hadn't. But that person didn't know what they were talking about. Oh. So I was trying – I was like, this is – this is has tons of artifacting and is not – I can't do this, you know? <laughs> so I would kind of go and try to fix things a little bit and, uh, you know, to the best of my ability and then send it back and they would send me back the same thing. Yeah. And it just – it you know, take a long time to get back from them and then, like, sometimes I get emails in French. <laughs>
3: um like it is uh...
0: are they just fucking with you or no 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 they're they're just they're it's a they're located in uh french canada mm. so it is uh there's a language barrier kind of in general so no, they're, they're not fucking with me i think that just one person made a mistake it's fine i'm not mad <laughs> but I, i'm glad that it's now actually getting done so everything is in the hands of everyone um you know everything is getting printed so which is super cool one person um, made
1: a mistake. It was Prince French who invented the French language. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's like, are you guys base 10 or base 20? Make up your mind. <laughs> um, the thing I'm
0: probably going to get my hands on uh, first, I'm really excited about, and this is something that I want to uh, talk to Nick about as well, uh, is the comic that uh, we made for it that Nick did as much work writing as I did. So it's it's really cool because uh, you know you have a, you have a bigger hand in this than than just uh, just illustrating. Not that illustrating is just you know just illustrating, but you have a, a big hand kind of in the the line of products, which is is super cool. And uh, and I want to say thank you yeah. for that. And I really like how that turned out as well.
1: You know, I like getting my fingerprints all over your train rack. So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So. So this had like a, like, like a whole kind of like host of different stuff around it. There's the comic, there's the, uh, kind of the, kind of the fake manual, like, I don't know, like, where'd you, where'd you start with, you know, kind of coming up with like some of that imagery? Oh,
1: yeah, like... uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I didn't realize you were talking to me at first. I thought this is for Gary.
2: <laughs> any idea I...
1: Um, oh boy. I mean, it's like, well, I got a dark souls art book that really helped um <laughs> just stealing lots of ideas for that um Huh, you know it's like uh it's hard to like really think of like in broad terms where that would go um you know a lot of it was just like you know specifics i would get like um gary was talking about like he sent me this thing it's like some kind of mermaid and i'm like all right well first thing we gotta do is make this weird and flip it around so it's got like the legs coming out of the back of uh barracuda or something so it's like it's walking backwards like it's something out of um, a deadly premonition.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think the note was just reverse mermaid. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then you made, you made the legs backwards and well, it was makes like, it like way yeah, creepier.
1: It's <laughs> double reverse. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> better. Um, so, yeah, a lot of stuff is just with I also remember like there was a character in the comic like Big Shoes Duncan. And it was just mm-hmm. like I was there. It's like I'm struggling because like with. You know, Big Hat Logan, he has the big hat covering his face. And I'm like, well, you know, shoes don't really offer that except unless you put one on his head.
3: <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah. that's how we ended up with this guy with a giant tennis shoe on his head. Yeah, that, that I love that touch. I sound like um, the worst hack when I'm describing yeah, stuff. No, no, the, man. Like, oh boy, do I do I do I totally get what you're
0: talking about? Because this makes yeah, me feel super hacky and weird, too. People who can't say yeah. this.
1: They're like, oh, my God, these guys are idiots.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I apologize to everyone, especially Cole. <laughs> who's who's just see here in the green room, just like an- enduring.
2: I'm no, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm just in your Lindy goes talk. Huh?
0: Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that a lot too. And it was it was fun. One thing that was fun about working on the book, uh, and is that uh, so with Nick, like one of the things I, I like about uh, the work that you did was that um, it was fun to just kind of give you a suggestion for something and see what you do. Um, and you know, that comes with, 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 uh, the big Hat uh, character and the reverse mermaid and all the monster designs, really. Um, there was like a mimic and I was like some kind of mimic, make it whatever you want. And you made it a door that's opening itself in like a come hither way, which I really like. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: and that arm's coming out of nowhere. Yeah. It's <laughs> like a cartoon Looney Tunes gag or something. Yeah.
0: yeah I like, I, I definitely like the idea of just kind of having a suggestion for something and then, uh, you know, kind of letting you, uh, kind of go, go with it because, uh, more visually minded than i am um so it is good to uh to let you kind of that's right everyone hire guilty. me
1: for commissions
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the true goal of this if we if we can't if we can't use this specific episode of on fireside chat to bring david boy back from the dead uh which is my <laughs> secondary goal then it is to uh to get Nick some work the
1: um i mean i yeah. can draw like and do ornstein doing all sorts of kissing guys
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maximum kisses uh yes okay all types <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> well, <Yes>. well, well, <laughs>
1: that apply. that there's an extra charge there. But yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Use your imagination.
1: <laughs> you don't um, have to. That's why I'm here.
2: <laughs> Art. Will draw your imagination. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I work with artists professionally and it's always amazing to when, when, when this happens, which is uh, like when you do make that suggestion and you know that you can trust them not to just be a straight pipe, but to actually come back and and like plus one it you know Mm. (laughs) and you can you can kind of see that all over this and then and the nice thing is that you know even even though you guys are making it sound haphazard you know it does come back feeling very cohesive you know i don't know if that's because you know you're both familiar with the source material and so you can you know kind of work from the same page but uh but yeah like it does come back looking like it's of a piece
1: yeah it's goofy in a fun way
2: and a stupid way but you know
1: uh, I, I like the
0: because uh, like the, the the um the, the the ancillary stuff. So like the 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 comic is goofier than the book, um, but makes sense because it's like a promotional Saturday morning thing. Like, I, the thing that uh, I hope that I did okay, and I don't know. You know, time will tell, and as people read the book, they can decide. Um, but the thing I hope that happened is I caught enough of a tone where it is like silly and goofy, but <laughs> is not. Uh, like there's something to it because Dark Souls, you know, uh, the reason why that that game is so important is like it literally changed my life as much as that's a wanky thing to say uh, through the show and meeting people and the like um, is that uh, it is, you know, about something and it is uh, it does kind of engender an emotional response. So I was trying to find like a, I don't think I could be a serious writer of something like this and that wouldn't be, you know, like a like a straight parody or, or if it was just like a version of like a, a World of Darkness book where it is just kind of a kid melodrama. Um, I don't think it would be very fun to read, but I also didn't want to make it like
2: nonstop, all just jokes. Yeah. Kid and... melodrama was the worst cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're best.
3: Alternatively. You know, I,
1: I think you're selling yourself short there. Cause you know, someone is buying those Ari Salvatore books.
0: <laughs> yeah. That, that is totally true. That is true. Somebody like, even now, <laughs> even now
2: they're um, omnibuses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's let's name our character something that no one has ever said right. <laughs> like, like why? Why would you do that? Um, that is super, super uh, silly.
1: Writer's trick: Z's are cheaper. <laughs>
0: <I> mean, <laughs> yep. He was he was doing it for Scrabble purposes. <laughs> <laughs> like he just he had a he had a tasty looking triple word score he needed to try to grab. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I got to clear the deck of these Z's. Yeah. yeah. So these, these. <laughs> here, here's here's another question. Um it so it was it was pretty funny uh to notice how much like the uh the worlds of power uh kind of touch point resonated with people. Like that that was a huge draw. Like, oh, here's somebody not just who's parodying dark parodying Dark Souls, because you know, obviously there's enough people out there who are hungry for souls content, but like who 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 knew what you were talking about when you said worlds of power. So like how did you walk that line of not making it, you know, stupid like those are, but still evoking that tone? Because, like, I would totally like if I was taking that tack, I would totally lean into the format and like hide the good stuff on your behind it. The uh yeah, I I,
0: I uh, that's tricky because um, because originally the idea was it was going to be a, a kind of a straight, straight parody without jokes Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as the book uh, kind of goes on, um, like as I was writing, I think there are more jokes as you go further in, mm-hmm. um, you know, early on, I just like the only thing when I thought of doing it, the only joke that I had in mind was, uh, Alva, um, which, which just the, you know, would you not say that if you do the opposite of going into this, would it not be <laughs> untrue, you know, um, making fun of that. Uh, and then just, I was like, okay, that's, that's subtle enough and I can move it in. But I I think I kind of realized that like, as much as I would like an artifact piece that was like a, you know, just like, oh, this is just like as shitty as these worlds of power books are because they're so, so bad. I think maybe what happened was when I read them all, uh, the summer previous to prepare and I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, this is not fun for me. (laughs)
2: Like it wouldn't even be fun to make.
0: It wouldn't be that fun to make. And it wouldn't be fun for anyone to read other than just to have as a thing on their shelf. So I wanted to make something that was fun to read. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of where I, I decided not to go totally into that
2: format while still doing enough things from the format to be like recognizable.
3: Yeah.
0: As kind of a parody of both.
2: Yeah. I mean, just like the 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 opening chapter, I think, is where you hit that the hardest or the the, the, the intro. Where yeah, totally. you, know, you have Maya who's you know, like, Oh, my mom's bugging me. Like it it, it pretty much is like straight out of Labyrinth. Yeah. Know, and yeah. then well, escaping that, into the fantasy world.
3: Yeah.
0: And th- and that's the other thing too, that's the reason why this is being paired with Labyrinth and, and the way that Labyrinth can end up on a dark souls podcast at all. <laughs> um, other than the fact that I'm trying to m- do a David Bowie episode for every show on the network <laughs> as again, a way to bring him back to life. And I, th- and I think <laughs> we're doing pretty good, right? Because we have a, what have we, what have we done? Boy episodes for now. Uh, we did abject suffering. Yep. Teenage dirt bags. Uh huh. Um, you know the bonfire side chat. Yeah, uh Omicron yeah, Omicron, that was the object suffering one. Mm-hmm. We just need to find like a watch out for fireballs and like a level way to do it. And I think we can make him come back. Um, uh,
1: well you also need a human sacrifice. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. not why I'm here, is it? Why do you think you okay,
2: well we, we need uh, no. we, we need a bowie and vessel is what we need.
1: Yeah. We need
0: we need somebody to to put his soul into, like some kind of horcrux. Yeah. Like I, I'll, I'll try to find the most glam object in my room, which will probably be like this lint roller or something like that. Like I don't, uh,
2: DVD. Yes. It'll, it'll be this poster of David Bowie. Hey, I'm trapped. You mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs>
1: Hello. <laughs> Give me all this poster. Um,
0: <laughs> Time can't change me, but I'll kick your arse. Uh, the, but the, the reason why that that's on there is because that's the other big uh, touchstone for the book. So other than worlds of power, or uh, uh, books and Dark Souls. The other big touchstone is Labyrinth because that's my favorite children's movie <laughs> and uh, and does have a little bit of that, like, adventure going into the unknown stuff that, uh, you know, and there, there are walls that look like the walls of Chalice Dungeons in it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you mean like walls? <laughs> yep. There are walls that look like walls. Uh, but that's kind of the, the Souls of Darkness, the book, is the the link that links these those things together, those weird disparate things because the, the book is totally just like Labyrinth. Yeah, like go go into a thing to get your your kid sister back, in this case, and meet a group of companions who you know, and become friends with them.
2: Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. So so also kind of, kind of this this is shitty. I feel like I'm interviewing you, but I'm just... I
0: feel shitty too, man. <laughs> this was a terrible idea on my part. <laughs> I don't. What am I doing? What's wrong with me?
3: <laughs> it's like.
0: It doesn't have to last long. Don't worry. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We can, we can scoot out of this uh, before yeah. like my, my distaste for self-promotion literally makes me crawl out of my own skin. And
1: so, <laughs> you know, we could just go- start talking about what we think Salt and Sanctuary might be like.
0: <laughs> I could talk about the 20 minutes of Salt and Sanctuary that I played. Yeah. I'll peel off all my skin and pour, pour salt onto it.
2: That's that's what Salt and Sanctuary is going to be like. Yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, no sanctuary we're- from... Getting away from the self-promoting feeling <laughs> that I have, we're we're, we're committed to this, goddammit. it. So Gary, uh, yes. creator of <laughs> Souls of Darkness, would you say that uh, this was a collaborative process with the uh, with the Kickstarter backers? Can you talk about kind of the process of you know writing a story around characters whose names you probably didn't even know when you were conceiving of it?
0: Yeah, the the um, there there's not you know I just I knew there'd be a lot of characters in it, and uh, I knew that uh, uh, I would need names for things, and I didn't want to make them all. Like there's a, and this is, again, this is a a Nick thing, but the, uh, the futon of anarchy shows up in the comic, (laughs) uh, which is obviously the the bed of chaos, but I didn't want all of them to be like that. Um, Like, you know, this this is the, uh, the, there's the Taurus demon, but this one here is the um, uh, Libra demon or something like that. Like, I didn't want to do that for all of them, Um, you know, so uh, for every character. So I I took a couple, you know, took those names, but it was really like the backers and everything did help a lot. Um, You know, several of them wrote the, helped write hints. At the end of the chapters, was really fun to do, and it was fun to work with them about that. And uh, and I like the idea, uh, even the ones that are not super obvious. Like some people kind of show up as themselves. Um, Allison Baker, friend of the show and personal friend, um, named the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and didn't name the main character Allison, which is awesome, and came up with a really really great name
3: yeah.
0: uh, for the main character. So she just, uh, I just gave her like she just shows up as herself <laughs> in, uh, in in the book. Um, because I, you know, as a as a kind of a thank you, but I, I like the idea that there are these characters that are in it that are the names kind of sound similar, but it's not super obvious. Hopefully, yeah. um, and then I just know who that is. So, like when the characters like there's the there's an item that lets you breathe underwater in the books, uh, that is a reference to Brian Wade, who's like a longtime supporter mm-hmm. of the show and and support the Kickstarter, and just like I know that's what that is, you know, and 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 he knows what it is, and I kind mm-hmm. of like that. It it's not it's not hidden
2: it's not a secret. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, it's not super out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so like along the line of those names and, and Nick, I'll, th- I'll throw this, this in with you as, uh, for you as well. The, the, the main character's sword has an amazing name that like, I was proofreading this on a break at work and I laughed out loud and I could not explain what it was, but the sword is called Daydrinker. Mm. Which is just delightful. So like what was the inspiration for that? And then Nick, how how much fun did you have designing Daydrinker? <laughs>
1: oh, um actually um you know, I do a fantasy comic, uh swords basically just fall out of my butt. Um
3: <laughs> it's like Is
1: that the name of the comic? Is that the high premise for
3: a for a fantasy <laughs> no.
1: But um yeah, it's like it's i asked me to draw the sword right now i'd have no recollection of what the heck it looks like because mm-hmm. uh, it's like easy to do a lot of swords i actually mm-hmm. remember uh the sword i remember actually doing for the manual was um you know gary just told me it's like oh yeah we just need a sword for a random picture i made one that was like out of a you know the lower jaw of some creature's mandible or something hmm. which was yeah. basically like the equivalent of like a giant club or something you know um it was probably basically something i saw in dark souls where it's like you know just this ridiculous thing shouldn't be a sword like my favorite sword in Dark Souls 2 was the that big lady pillar.
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The the one that was yeah. uh like the parody. It's like the, the the bas relief of nashandra
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah. that was like basically after, you know, bouncing for back and forth between a few builds, that was the one I settled on, was just like I'm apparently a big dope who likes clubs in those games. So <laughs>
3: uh
1: bash people with this lady face was pretty cool.
3: Yeah.
2: Well I meet you Yeah. There was that one that was made out of uh crustacean shells, right?
0: You, you literally there's ones that are made of the shells of the uh, the half dragon creatures yeah. that Aldia has Um, there's one that's a jaw and one that, that's a shell a malformed shell or i think yeah is the name of it but yeah they they have those like in the game similar things it's not exactly the same but i like that too you i like the idea of just like bashing shit with a giant part of somebody <laughs> um the name was just uh the the idea of like you know the knight drinking the moon obviously because <laughs> right. it's, it's a moon thing and then uh i wanted to put in a lot of like Tiny references to uh, child abandonment and child abuse into it, as kind of the the overwhelming. So the idea of like when I think about a day drinker, I think about uh, a drunk father.
1: Uh, so, oh my god! I just got it. Yeah. I can't believe that.
0: Um, so I wanted to have that as an underlying like feeling of kind of you know, uh, giving up on your kids. Yeah. As, as kind yeah. of a, an underlying thing that permeates the book i mean it's like it's it's not subtext it, it becomes just regular text yeah multiple times during the book but i wanted to have that as a thing like that word would be on in every chapter
1: mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> well frankly that's yeah. kind of subtext for all fiction that's about like kids having adventures it's like kids don't have oh yeah you know, kids with like uh parents who are you know responsible do not have adventures
2: no, right, not at all. Like, yeah, the, the, all those parents are, are drinking. They, yeah, they, they they have adventures. You know, like the adventure where you prepared for the science fair.
0: <laughs> the adventure just the where one I where saw hot dogs for my TV? dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the adventure where I eat cereal every night for dinner this week. <laughs> yes. I had that adventure. That, that was a cool adventure that I had as a kid. Um, I forgot about that adventure. Oh no! Uh, yeah, ice cream and Cheerios for for a week.
3: Yeah, people. Um, <laughs>
0: Oh. ice cream in the cheerios as Airsat's milk no no just uh oh. those are the two things we had okay um because yeah my dad worked for a dairy mm.
2: so we we had milk buddy We had milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but... people don't like it when we do therapy i guess yeah i guess that's true <laughs> um, okay let's well, it,
1: switch to... up to politics <laughs> yeah yeah
0: but uh you yeah. know um but yeah, so, so we, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, run, remind people out there who are listening who don't know about it that it exist. Um, I think that if you're listening to the show, I think you'll like it. Um, and uh, and thank everybody for their support and and also have an excuse to get Nick on to talk about something, even if that thing ends up being a little bit more substantial mm-hmm. than this. So uh, the, uh, we actually recorded one of the stretch goals for the Kickstarter it was a fake episode of Bonfire Side Chat, <laughs> which will come out the week after this comes out. Hmm. Um, not on that Sunday, but during that week. So yeah. uh, you can check that
2: out. So plenty of Nick yeah. on the on the network, Nick work uh, <laughs> this week. Yeah, that but, was that was a lot of fun to record. I was spooked afterwards about how easy it was to talk about a game I'd never played. I, I thought it was, it was really fun, too.
1: <laughs> it was almost like yeah. we could have all just kept making up. More games. <laughs> it looks, it's, so somebody it's writing this a real this niche down? podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, why? Why? Uh, why do game developers think this is so hard? We just <laughs> we just farted out of our dicks. Yeah, why do they? so, spend so also, much money like, for this.
1: Why do you guys put so much effort into actually playing these games? <laughs> you know, for all your podcasts? you could just make stuff up.
0: One hundred percent. that's the it's, that's the premise of the amnesia sketch. Yep, <laughs> um, is us uh, being too scared to play it
3: um,
0: and doing that. But uh, so, you know, so for people who are listening, uh, you know, this this little like half hour at the beginning of the episode, this has been intolerably self-promotive and gross. I apologize. Uh, hopefully, it was at least a little bit interesting. If you don't know what we're talking about, um, I wrote a book. If you go to uh, right now, you can download it at uh, garybutterfield.itch.io. Itch. Io. Um, you do the PDF. The real version being printed now. Yeah. Um, everyone who has already supported on the Kickstarter and everything, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, with, you know, with with uh, support from people listening, I'll be able to do more of these, which I'd really like to do. And I've also uh, learned a lot from doing it. So yeah. the timeline will be more realistic uh, because things go wrong. Like I thought this would be done like end of November. Yeah. And uh, we're here we are in mid-March, and it is just now getting printed. So, um, yeah that's uh that's that's pretty much that's it for the a side of this hmm. um anybody have anything anything else
1: i no i like uh, it it's a good book okay. oh thank you nothing but shameless self-promotion <laughs> yeah it just does not feel good uh, <laughs>
3: yeah
0: it is uh but um yeah but it does it does segue us into labyrinth
2: which i'm super excited about that it does labyrinth which is a uh, film that came out in 1986 directed by the late great jim henson starring uh, jennifer connelly and david bowie the late great david Bowie, and the late great jennifer connelly (laughs) Um, (laughs) was almost jane krakowski I read, yeah. which is crazy like the list of act- actresses that almost played jennifer that almost had uh, jennifer connelly's role is crazy mm. uh michael jackson was almost the goblin king yeah. <laughs> whole, imagine it a whole new
0: Ooh.
1: a whole new twist Ooh boy uh, yes uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <you> know, I, <laughs> I think bowie did a fine job at this but you know what i think that might be a better movie it would be <laughs>
0: It would be, that would be an alarming amount of media that was about Michael Jackson stealing children.
3: <laughs> like,
0: that's the premise of all his video games. Like, I mean, I know he's rescuing them, but he's still just kind of like well, rescuing them. He's re-stealing them.
3: Also, the her. thing
1: is, Michael Jackson, I'm not sure if he knew that puppets weren't real, so that really would add <laughs> credibility to his uh, acting.
3: <laughs> he was too scared.
0: He was puppet-blind. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, this movie was not a huge, huge hit as a commercial failure, but it has become this kind of ridiculous cult status movie that's very important to myself and uh, several other people of the millennial generation uh, <laughs> because of uh, David Bowie's performance and then also just kind of the amazing puppet work in this movie, which is like there's a lot of fun to be had making fun of Labyrinth, uh, which we're going to have now, <laughs> but it is also uh, genuinely really impressive oh, yeah. in many points, I think. Um, yeah, and and what's it's doing here? It has walls the same way chalice dungeons do. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> I wasn't or the same right? way that was way the rooms
3: do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it does have it does have rooms. There's um, there are floors. <laughs> uh, walls are the linchpin. Walls are really the linchpin walls and then souls of darkness, obviously. Oh yeah. Um, but also we had like a weird amount of time to kill for the off season. Like this wasn't <laughs> enough time to do Kingsfield too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is, uh, you know, and it, it, this is a low effort thing that lets us put more time into shadow tower Abyss. Yeah. Uh, since we're kind of doing double duty playing games for watch out for fireballs and bonfire Chat at the same time. So mm-hmm. they're practical concerns as well. Yeah. Uh, giving you just a little bit of a, a peek behind the kimono. Ugh. So, so take, no
1: one knew about the bloodborne trading card game yet. <laughs> That's 100% true.
0: Yeah. The, like the board game that's coming out that we'll have to cover um, at some point. So there, there's a lot of uh, we plan these things in advance so we can live actual lives around them. Right. And uh, that means sometimes we're
2: not up on the times. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So,
2: um. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like that, like that Jim Henson kind of connection. Like this is one of the kind of handful of things that he really got in there and did himself like in feature film terms. Yeah, well
0: I'll I'll bring it up when uh things come up, but I watched a documentary about it. Hmm. And uh it's really like one Jim Henson has like the most relaxing voice in the world. <laughs> I I just want him to like talk me to sleep at any given, you know, any given night. But the other thing is just he's very involved in this and he's just like charming and good-humored and sweet the entire time. Yeah. And just surrounded by monsters. Like it is just a <laughs> Just surrounded by by madness. And there's a part where he's like, you know, they say not to work with puppets, animals or babies. I've worked with animals and I work with puppets, and now I know not to work with babies, but it's nothing compared <laughs> to working with chickens. And then like he's just like just has this kind of calm demeanor about like all these things going wrong in the production. It's pretty great. Yeah, um, he was too good for this world. Absolutely. Yeah. Um Yeah, did you what uh, what did you watch this before this Cole? Yeah. You see yeah. I haven't
2: seen it before... you watch it when you were young? Yeah, I watched it when I was like twelve. Okay, something like that. Like I was, I was in a real uh, Jim Henson jag. I think twelve is a good age for Jim Henson stuff. Like mm-hmm. you're, you know, it's like not like Sesame Street young or whatever, but like you're just old enough to appreciate some of the cleverness. It's not just puppets moving around. Um, mm-hmm. I also think I was doing a, like a class presentation on, uh, on Jim Henson as well. And so mm-hmm. even though this, you know, <laughs> this came out one year before I was born, you know, it was very much in my wheelhouse when I was like looking into that. Um, cause again, I've always been a couple decades off with the pop culture that I enjoy, mm-hmm. but yeah. And like, finally for good. <laughs> <I heard you>. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. For- the, I, I mean finally for something gary likes that, that, um, that's
0: what, that is what i mean yes. yeah.
2: but uh but yeah no it's been it's been i can safely say it has almost been decades since i've watched it so it was nice to mm. go back and you know kind of look at it from uh you know fr- from a grown-up's perspective and mm-hmm. uh kind of appreciate its weirdness all over again like nick how about you
1: um i actually saw it for the first time like two years ago mm. it just mm. popped up on netflix and i'm like hey this is that thing all those ladies are talking about this <laughs> seems which like it's ladies? you know every other girl's favorite movie. Oh, it is. Um, a sexual of the awakening.
2: Recipe. Yeah. Be- excuse me. Because of the because of Bowie's package, the sexual awakening. Like oh yeah, ladies oh, yeah. ladies like it like they like they like uh, horse horse books. Well, it, <laughs> it's, it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's very that, well, could be true. <laughs> it's that and the Dark Crystal, which mm. I don't know That's who's the... getting sexually awakened by that.
0: <laughs> That's a weird movie.
1: That's uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty smooth. Sexy Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: um i was well, it's, it's good it's got that that uh that horse it's got that horse appeal but it, it's also uh i think that this movie like you know that i i see all the time um on on twitter like kind of feminist twitter like this like mm-hmm. you have no power over me stuff mm-hmm. uh, like the ending kind of monologue of this is pretty great yeah from uh you know like sisters are doing it for themselves like sarah you know is 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 pretty great oh yeah as a character like she starts off a little bit intolerable because she's <laughs> very uh uh freaks out about a lot of stuff uh but as the movie goes on and she kind of becomes more competent
2: like it's kind of awesome yeah and um, i didn't i didn't mean that to be reductive about yeah, her no, person, know, you're, sexuality you're, you're, you're preference. you know what ladies they love the dick i don't know <laughs> no, no you're, you're
0: you're joking and and, yeah. and david Bowie's dong and this is is like a universal joke that everyone can enjoy yep <laughs> everybody plays this club, club <laughs> for <me>. i'm like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so so the movie movie starts off and uh, we get this uh, CGI owl over the credits with this uh the song Underground which is probably the song I used to transition into this part of the uh, the podcast and uh Sarah is a, is a kind of a girl out of time like she's in in the park reciting these uh these lines um in medieval clothing um into the camera from like a
1: play
3: yeah
0: and uh and then a, a storm rolls in
3: yeah Do um, you know she's...
1: what my uh, notes say about that part? Hmm. solo larping question mark <laughs> that's
2: exactly what that is yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it, if it at least very much describes her her ethic toward it like mm-hmm. yeah okay no this 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 is it is very apt description but it turns out she's actually talking to her dog yes yeah that's yeah. to this awesome... that owl <laughs> what's that
1: there's the owl she's talking to huh I the thought... owl who turns into jared Oh, well, the owl yeah. who
0: is, is David Bowie here. She's talking, so it's, it's she's talking to the camera, and then the camera turns around and shows the dog, but the owl is there as well. I always thought the owl was spying on her. Yeah, I didn't think that she knew the owl was
2: there. I'll be creeping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that, that's how that's how I saw it, but it, it's uh, the blocking. Uh, who knows? Yeah, um, I'll have to watch the second volume of the documentary to find out for sure. Um, this, like, we park on this dog for just a second. Uh, th- these these dogs I always think are cute until you look at their face, because they have the most Cthulhuid faces that I've seen a dog have. Like it's just like a wet wet mass of tendrils instead of a mouth.
3: <laughs> well,
2: specifically, uh, like a mop, like a sheep dog, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just thought that was like the Fraggle Rock dog, except not a Muppet. Yeah. it's a living well, yeah, Muppet. Dude. Yeah, they are very Muppet-like, Muppet-like pups.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, when when she runs, she runs back in the rain, and uh, her she we're running into her eel stepmother, um, who has like amazing shoulder pads. <laughs> I love those shoulder pads. <laughs> she, she's and she's such a bad. Her parents are so bad actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, like just like uh, <clears throat> we'd like it if you had dates. You should have dates, Sarah. You're home. Like the the dad is very much the talk boy. Like
2: like <laughs> <kid's> it home early. <laughs> kind of kind of place. <laughs> got love. it? yeah, yeah. who we'll say it well it's it's
1: not a bad voice for talking through doors
3: <laughs>
0: yeah i guess that is uh that it's is true he scenes. looks like he looks at like the green goblin a little bit um
3: yeah <laughs> in the, in the, the whole
0: costume yeah no no, no not like, like just his hair looks like the uh the the green goblin out like like norman osborne sorry mm, okay. um <laughs> And uh yeah. the stepmom's like, "Hey, we, you, you gotta watch Toby, your little brother, and she runs up to her room, she's screaming and freaking out <laughs> and uh I, we get I, to, the I want her room her room's one oh, hundred percent like it is uh it's full of like awesome like it just got, it really does a good job of like showing her character like mm-hmm. she's this like little like kind of fantasy dork, yeah, you know, like she's into these like stuffed animals and the imagination, and she's got all you know where the wild things are and and this kind of collection you know Alice in Wonderland all these. These classics mm-hmm. on like a really artfully arranged
2: bookshelf.
1: Well, kind of what she's really got is like all the props from Labyrinth the movie. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> everything's yeah. being foreshadowed there. Yeah,
2: there, there, there's actually even uh, she has like a Labyrinth toy, like the little uh, mobile maze thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and then she also has like a like what appears to be like a picture of like a like a like a play cast member, like a cast photo of mm-hmm. Jareth, like pinned to her mirror.
0: Yeah. Yeah cuz uh setting up setting up the interpretation that none of this actually happens. Right. Uh which is you know probably the most likely thing until you get to the awesome ending scene. <laughs> um the uh so so her her parents leave and her her baby brother's crying and ominous lightning comes in and she goes in and starts talking to the baby. Yeah. Um and and the goblins in this movie are like the king like they're like uh pe- like pedantry goblins. Like you have to say <laughs> like they, they're the kings of like bland magic words <laughs> <You know. laughs>
1: well i don't because think the she, goblins are the ones who set that up they seem very yeah. frustrated by it yeah i guess that's
0: true the uh yeah, it's bureaucracy hurts us all
2: like it is uh... <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's jareth who has to follow these rules they're just waiting for something to happen they're like they're, all, all that they are missing you know as as you do these cutaways to them like observing and this is the first glimpse of a puppet we ever get all that they're missing is like popcorn <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just watching from,
0: from somewhere, um, and, and she's like saying, hey, I wish that, you know, or take take my baby away from me, and uh, they're like, that's not the right word, the real word is, I wish the Goblin King would take you away from me right now, <laughs> uh, so th- that's the specific uh, specific thing, but th- this is the first time we get to see the Goblins, like, the Goblins look great oh, yeah. in this movie, like these, like, Brian Froud designs, like, I think that they look really, really cool, like, they're really charming, that each one looks really unique, Mm-hmm. And like tons of personality to them. Like the voice work is really good. Um, Like it is it's just like this is a real like, you know, Jen Henson has done a lot of amazing stuff. But like this is feels like this was a him at like the height of his powers. Not necessarily, necessarily this movie, but the kind of this era, mm-hmm. you know, this and the Dark Crystal. And like just watching somebody be that good at something yeah. or like a studio
2: be that good at something is really fun. And he had so many resources at his at his command. And like it sucks that this wasn't rewarded with like commercial success because like who knows if this had become successful how 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 many more things like that hollywood mm-hmm. would have been able to to like endorse and push forward right like yeah. you never would have been able to like recapture that but this is like objectively really good yeah <laughs> and but and as much as the the making
0: of it is super bonkers, everyone should watch it just to watch him, like, walk through his hall of, like, distended descended rubber faces of, like, <laughs> goblins and stuff and see, like, all the work that goes into these things, especially, like, specific, you know, specifically Hoggle and Ludo, which we'll we'll talk about.
1: What really stuck out to me with all those designs is just how terrible that would all look if it was CG.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, you know any movie done doing that nowadays, like, all that stuff would be CG and just be you know yeah. you just you don't get that sort of uh the character i think you get naturally whenever all these things are handmade mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and uh and acted like you know yeah. and, and i realize that like digital stuff like there are actors and animators who work very hard to make those into actual performances it's it, what's weird is this is the through line between the thing and labyrinth <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it, is that
0: practical effects
2: yeah uh, and, and the and tentacle kind of, monster
0: yeah, exactly yes and that dog <laughs> um, with, with its meaty, meaty, wet tendrils that come out of its, under its nose. Um, it's also, they would never be, you'd never get a good stuff. look at them if they were CG. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would just be glimpses and shadows and stuff, but here we actually just like straight up see them all the time. They're always mm-hmm. present. in full the light. Camera is not, yeah. The ca- totally full light. Like the camera is not afraid to just show the entirety of one of these puppets.
1: I mean, this uh, gets like the, like the studio audience, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like you just move the camera around. You see, there's a wall missing. Just these guys standing there. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really love it like it is uh, it is, is genuinely like again I'm gonna make fun of this movie
2: but I genuinely <laughs> think this is that's really remarkable yeah. and then even beyond just like the way that they look the way that they have to be rigged and the way they have to be built specifically for a pose or the way they fit in the fit in the world like there's a there's a cutaway when Jareth finally comes in here that is really great which is you know we have we have Sarah staring directly into the camera at, uh, at the Goblin King and then behind her we see the like the Goblins peeking out of her like bedside cupboard and, like, mm-hmm. out from under the covers and stuff. And, like, you know, just just poking out from the scene. Then she turns around and they all, like, rush to hide. And mm-hmm. it's, like, just how many people had to be rigged up behind that? Like, just the, the amount yeah. of craft necessary to make that cute gag look as good and as funny as it did. Like, it's a laugh out loud moment. At least it was for me. And just, like, the, the amount of artistry that had to go into that is just astonishing. It's also, like, the way they play that that part specifically when he shows up is... Kind of scary too. Mm -hmm.
0: Like, I, I like the idea of like movies, children's movies in the 80s being actually pretty terrifying. Mm -hmm. um you know and really dark and like you know when she when the baby just all of a sudden stops crying Mm -hmm. and like she comes back in or like there's just the weird shape going (laughs) you know under the blankets
2: Mm -hmm. um that's great yeah like that that's real spooky that that baby stop stop stopping crying that's actually a scene that like they they did that same gag in the leftovers and it was terrifying yeah it's terrifying (laughs) here but like you know a thing that is decidedly intended for adults use that same trick 20 years later or 30 Mm -hmm. years later sorry so so Bowie shows up yeah. as as the, as the Goblin King. He's he's uh, very sexually threatening. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he, there's there's a menace about him. Hmm? There's a, there's a menace about him. Yeah, one
0: no one hundred percent. And he's uh, it, but he like he shows comes off as goofy because he's David Bowie mm-hmm. and he's got that huge hair. Yeah. Well, and that uh,
1: fushigi thing, mm-hmm, the, yeah. He's just playing with that crystal ball all the time. And I think I remember, like in the nineties, when they had ads for those. It was like, get on fushigi, the cool contact juggling sport.
3: <laughs> well. <laughs> you know, like, it's oh, just like if he moved it a little me.
1: bit in time, he'd be stacking cups.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will offer I will. you this crystal cup of
0: dream fulfillments. <laughs> I will offer you this Bakugan. <laughs> yeah, but if you turn it this way, it turns into a robot. <laughs> And it shows you your dreams. Dream.exe.
2: <laughs> <dot> uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, no, whenever that's happening, you're going to notice the way that it's framed because, uh, he's being hugged by a contact juggler who is, uh, who is, uh, putting his arms through his, uh, through his costume. And like, uh, like his shoulder is always out of frame because it's somebody else's arm coming in and manipulating those crystal balls. They, they, it's like a... It's it's one specific guy and
3: he has
0: to like kind of lean under him. Like he pretty much just presses his face against David Bowie's butt the entire time. And there's a later scene with this where it took like an, like an infinite number of takes and the guy was just like there all day, like just kind of like rubbing his face on David Bowie's
2: butt and moving these crystals around. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible. I just like the idea of having a, a Fushigi master on retainer. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: So, so the, uh, so Bowie pretty much just says like, okay, well, let's make a deal. Like you, you, you've said it, you know, like you, you gave up your baby. I'm going to turn him into a goblin. What's said cannot be unsaid, right?
2: I'm going to make him one of
0: us. Yep. Um, which is really scary when you think about all these goblins that are there, that they used to be babies. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just the process of them transforming is, is also disturbing. Yeah. Um, but he says, you know, I'm, if you can solve my labyrinth, uh, you know, you have 13 hours, if you can get to the center of the labyrinth, um, you can, you can have your baby. And he, he, they, they kind of step out into this, like they're in this like fantasy escape on the outside of the labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he shows his clock. He he moves the hands with his fingers, uh, not literally. That made that I. It's impressive in the movie. <laughs> Moving the clock hands with your fingers is what you do in real life. Well, uh, psychically
1: with his fingers. Yes, yes, yes. yes. with his
0: brain fingers.
1: <laughs> Which um, really should have been an indication that he was gonna cheat. One
0: hundred percent. Like he is, he's he's uh, he's no good. Yeah. It's unfair. <laughs> I
2: I, I, I kind of wonder if I go on Etsy if I can find like a like a cool 13 hour clock like that. Oh, man, that'd be really cool.
0: <laughs> like, I know it'd be yeah. useless, but yeah, it would still be that'd be awesome. Like, yeah. I, I would enjoy that. Like, I'm, I'm way into to symbols that have no use. Like, I keep talking about it, but uh, and they've been sold out for a long time. But I want to get an all white Rubik's Cube. Hmm. Like, you can buy a custom Rubik's Cube where you put whatever you want. I just want to have them all white because like, what the fuck? It doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: I'm like, yeah, what's solving something mean? Uh, you know, like in the end it's all the
2: same you know uh
1: gary now that you've said that they won't sell you one of those yeah <laughs>
0: now that
2: they know that, that i want the it
1: for philosophy
2: yeah no the Rubik's cube stands staunchly against nihilism of that stripe <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true yeah
1: um, I'll, have to, I'll have to get
0: it offshore No. Um, <laughs>
2: I i love the uh like the shot where where the where where she steps out of her window into the world of the labyrinth, into Jareth's world. Um, not just because it reminds me of stepping into the fishing hamlet. Um mm-hmm. there you go, you jackals. Um No, no but uh good. No, I, I was just I was just laughing with you. <laughs> um but also because like it's a it's explicitly a call to uh to like the Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. you know stepping out of out of the black and white uh kind of house that got blown away from kansas and out into the colorful world like they just like it immediately feels like that yeah
1: except in this case like instead of color there's just glitter on
0: everything (laughs) yep i kind of love the set design i like like i really like the way things Mm -hmm. look in this because it's it's glitter but it makes everything look kind of (laughs) moist and like in a really kind of gross way and this like there are parts where when she actually gets in the labyrinth like it looks really chalice i know we're joking (laughs) about that but it does yeah like you know, the um
1: it just made it scarier for you didn't it
0: <laughs> it did it almost chalice dungeons the, the same way that soul reaver ruined vampires for me chalice dungeons almost ruined labyrinth for me but this <laughs> this being the single movie i've probably seen more than any other movie in my life saved it um because yeah this is this immensely important to me as a kid yeah. uh so the uh we're introduced to the kind of second main character of the book or the of the movie um hoggle who is this like dwarf very ugly dwarf creature who's pissing <laughs> which you can imagine as a kid like i was just like yes yeah. this guy gets me <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> sticking this, it to the man this story this this movie's incredible he's peeing <laughs> and then and then you know, me from the future comes and puts my hand on my shoulder and goes gary later there's a lake that parts,"
3: and i'm just like oh <laughs> <laughs> And
2: it just explodes. <laughs> I am just picturing like it's on a slow news day. Just get that spinning newspaper coming up where the headline is Young Boy Idolizes Pissing Dwarf. there's <laughs> <laughs> a picture of me with big eyes, like <laughs>
1: yeah, that's just feeling like uh I didn't see a lot of like movies when I was growing up as a kid. So nowadays every so often I see a movie from the eighties and it's all of a sudden it's like there's tits. And it's yeah. like they're allowed to put those in there? Yeah. It's just totally. happening. How? <laughs>
0: My, my dad used to call those teenage tit freak movies <laughs> and he would be like i'm gonna go to work i can't have you staying at home watching all these teenage tit freak movies
1: well, but the point is they didn't have those on tv i would have seen them then well, they, they you know, tried, it's like, they, now, now the this table. netflix i'm getting a bunch of those
0: <laughs> That's true. well now you, now you can get teenage tit freak movies however you want oh yeah uh,
2: please don't search for teenage tit freak in any of your
0: local <laughs> search engines <laughs> you know your bbs um, <laughs> yeah, so so this this, this guy is Hoggle, mm-hmm. and uh, and what he's doing is killing fairies. Which again, I, I like genuinely like this
3: uh,
2: with bug spray. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, this little thing. And Sarah's like, no, you can't kill a fairy. And one bites her, he's like, what do you expect? Yeah, they like the grant wishes, and and
0: he says the 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 words like you, know, you can't take anything for granted, which is one of the the big themes in the movie that they say a lot mm-hmm. um, in there. But uh, he he's killing that, and he points her into the labyrinth. Um, she goes in the labyrinth. There's a really pointless kind of running montage to funk music that David Boyd didn't compose, but we get to, we get to see the, the chalice dungeon walls. We get to see these
2: awesome, like lichen that have eyeballs at the end. And I love these things. Yeah. Like little
0: snail yeah. stalks.
2: Yeah. I, those things are the best. So aside from the pacing issue, I really like the, uh, the, the, the running. Cause I, I don't know how they, how they compose that shot or how they set it up, but just this idea of a hallway that stretches to, to like to both directions to the horizon. Oh yeah, like that is a cool visual trick.
0: One hundred percent. If we, if we ever own our own planet, coal, let's make one of those that goes all the way around the planet. Oh yeah, that, that can be and a line, just, and we just drop people into it. Like you, you just, you like that's it. Now you're in the endless hallway. <laughs> yeah, just,
2: you know, we wish them into the hallway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah, down the, down one hundred percent. Just Banzo Kazooie one more time. You go into the endless hallway <laughs> on on Planet Duckfeet.
2: Well, yeah, no, um, now, that's what my were for. Go ahead.
1: Where you thought so before. I thought it was Planet Coal we're on yeah. our planet coal <laughs> like and then there'd be planet gary which i guess would have less hallways uh, maybe just know, more floor i i'm
0: more of a, of a rumpus room yeah kind <laughs> of boy
2: yeah no yeah. just a like just a, the, a hemisphere of bumper pool
0: yeah yeah with human bumpers um,
2: <laughs> like instead of human chess yep <laughs> ow ow um,
0: <laughs> the uh so we're introduced to the worm At this point, she eventually gives up and kind of uh, leans back. And this guy's real cute. Um, I love the worm where he's like, hello. And she's like, did you say hello? No, I said hello. It's close enough. That's a funny joke. (laughs) Um, I love this guy, though. Yeah. Uh, Like just uh, because he's just like not uh, he he doesn't have any conception of his size or that he is a worm. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, even though he says, like, I'm just a worm, but I love he invites her inside to have tea. (laughs) Like yeah. a little tiny worm tea super cute yeah. you can buy a stuffed version of these guys and there's a super cool effect where he's, you know she's like there are no turns this is a an labyrinth and he's like you're just not looking right there's one right there and uh she doesn't believe him but she tries walking through it and it's really cool yeah um like is that there was it just kind of like matched up like so uh, you know it doesn't look it's a perspective trick
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's like oh you just got to take a t- t- take a leap of faith like the uh the, the three quarters platform or whatever
3: mm-hmm yeah
1: no. except it's like not like she actually had to risk anything there she <laughs> right, walks <yeah>. slowly <laughs> towards
2: it <laughs> well you know uh, that the, is true the illusion of stakes yeah. right <laughs> um, but uh but as she said uh, you know, as she goes one way it says though the worm says oh don't don't go that way you know that just mean you know, that's that that's just trouble so she turns around like <laughs> she was headed toward the castle what a yeah, stupid idiot a real, real yeah wall which breaking. um
1: really just goes to show that she uh is still taking stuff for granted yeah because like just cause oh, yeah. not to go that way doesn't mean he <laughs> knows what you want to do yeah like he seems like a nice guy but honestly yeah you know he's a well, worm but also the, the worm didn't even i think the worm just didn't know that she wanted to go that way because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. afterwards it's like oh that would have taken that had been terrible she would have gone to the castle and it's like <laughs> i think it's like yeah. oh no one would want to go there that place is awful <laughs> it, it is pretty rough
0: the uh but yeah and they, they should have talked no, mm-hmm. what communication would have solved yeah. that problem. Yeah. Um, so, so we cut to a pretty infamous music number here.
2: <laughs> you remind me it's a babe.
3: What? babe? with the power. Power.
2: Who do? 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 what? Mind me it's
3: a babe. I saw my baby crying for the babe.
2: could
3: What could I do? With,
0: uh, with Bowie in a room full of goblins, and you get to kind of see what, like, goblin life is like, which is pretty cool. Like, you torture birds, you drink beer, um, you do everything that I like to do.
3: Yeah, it looks pretty fun. The,
0: yeah. It, it totally looks like fun. Like, it is not—it's not that malicious. Like, yes, it looks like—the process of turning into a goblin looks pretty painful to me because you're growing new bones and, and skin. Uh, but the— the actual like life of the goblins seems pretty cool. Yeah, I'm into it. Other than David Boy kicks you sometimes. Now,
1: yeah, I don't know. You see, we never really see Toby growing new bones or skin. It could just be like you basically sit on David Boy's lap for like what was that six hours, and then like mm-hmm. afterwards, I you just have to go through like you know goblin puberty instead of regular puberty. <laughs> that that, that so, doesn't sound painful to you though. I don't know if I,
2: yeah, but so is regular puberty. puberty. So
1: I mean, like it's you know it might be the same. Yeah, yeah. and
2: Toby would never know. Like yeah, he's I guess young.
1: That's true. He's, he doesn't have two puberties for comparison. <laughs> <All right>. Exactly. <laughs> so you're being all man centric yeah. I guess,
0: to me, Goblin just seems like a modifier that makes it seem worse. <laughs> like, going through
2: puberty, or could you go through Goblin Puberty? I mean, if you were given a choice. Yeah. Like, if you chose Human
0: Puberty or Goblin Puberty, I don't know. I, I guess I would choose like Dragon Puberty if I could. But that doesn't seem like it's on the menu. <laughs> Beholder Puberty. There we go. If there was a sequel. Yeah, <laughs> my vestigial legs fall off and I become a floating eye orb. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but the famous musical number here where he uh, he sings a song called Dance Magic. No, Magic uh, or Dance. Ma- Magic Dance, yes. Uh, that is uh, very, very famous. It also, one of the goblins says, slap that baby, make him free is the actual lyric in the, the David Boy song, but the goblin says it like P, which again, <laughs> big hit with young Gary, in case you were wondering what kind of where my sense of humor was at when I was seven. It was? Yeah, 100%. The uh yeah, that is that is true. Um but and this is this is a, this is a karaoke song I like to do. because uh, it's always a big hit because the song is popular with millennials. Um and and the way that these uh these goblins float and and jump up is very funny to me. Oh yeah. Ooh, my my buddy Derek always refers to that as dance magic. Whenever anybody like, there's you know, is there a bad effect of something jumping too slowly. He calls it <laughs> yeah. dance
2: magic. Yep, very obviously, um, like they've got a like a wand behind them, moving them up and down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So so we cut back to uh, Sarah and she's trying to make her way through the
0: labyrinth. This is the only part where she's really just kind of doing maze stuff. Yeah. Um. And she's trying to mark her way because she's smart. Mm-hmm. But all these awesome little puppets fuck it up. <laughs> like a, a little, like, <laughs> like the the little like. <laughs> Newspaper, like ethnic newspaper man. Yep. Who's <laughs> like complaining about the
2: kids stealing his apples? Like
3: uh-huh. way yeah. into that.
2: I just love the like, like like the cute little beakers that that pick up the tiles that she marks and um and turns them over. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's yep. it's very portal like that just this entire thing is like a bunch of panels that can be lifted and moved around. Like just this yeah. is one hundred percent magical realism, as if that wasn't already clear.
0: And 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 it's just this weird little ecosystem where there's little people border. living in the ground. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, you get to another kind of famous part with these two doors here, and they they do the the Sir Mix a Lot, you know, uh, challenge where you know Sir Mix a Lot likes big butts and he cannot lie. His
2: brother <laughs> can likes big butts and can only tell lies or whatever. The, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so, a it's a red door and a blue door, and uh, yes. <laughs> one of them tells only the truth, the other tells only lies, and so it's kind of a test of cleverness to figure out uh, if she can go through the right door. One of these is uh, will lead to, to certain death. Yes. Now, uh, as
1: near as I can tell with this scene, her logic seems unassailable to me when she's picking the doors, because, like, which one would he tell me to pick? You know, mm-hmm. so that, depending on which one, it just seems like, but then afterwards, I can't tell if she was if it was right or not.
0: I think she was right, but she just needed to not choose down. Yeah, like when she when she gets uh, when she falls through the trap door, she yeah. has an option to keep going up, but she doesn't.
1: Right, because okay, usually trap doors seem like not a sign of progress when you <laughs> fall down holes. Yeah. This
0: one's got training training hands on it though, because <laughs> uh, the, the another part of this movie that it kind of uh, you know didn't give me nightmares but i think is genuinely pretty creepy and unnerving
2: mm-hmm. um and just really evocative and awesome is the the helping hands yep oh um, my gosh like the way that they like assemble into uh into faces and stuff it's kind of like the sledgehammer video
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 they they. it seems like they'll carry her back up right. Like if they you know they're like which way do you want up or down where's the big decision gosh which why <laughs> you know and then they they're trying to see, it. and she's like, Well, I'm pointed down, so I'll go down.
1: Uh, that is bad the, it's, logic.
0: It's the worst, Sarah. No.
1: <laughs> You're Honey. a human being, go up. <laughs> yes. Stop mold. Yeah.
2: We strive yeah. we, we, we strive to 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 live in the skies. Come on, Sarah. Exactly.
0: Everybody wants to fly. Um, but she and eventually goes down into the Oubliette mm-hmm. um here. And actually, uh, yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorite words. Yeah. Um yeah, I love it. Uh, it's, it's a very pretty word for being such a terrible thing. It's like diarrhea. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or chlamydia. <laughs> um, so the, uh, uh, David Bowie is, is sad that she's gotten this far. Uh, but he says, you know, Hoggle will lead her back to the beginning and Hoggle shows up somewhere, somehow in this area. <laughs> okay. I get the sense that he lives down here. Yeah, maybe he's got that broom closet. <laughs> so he's got like a closet full of pots and pans
2: yeah well he's he's got the the broom closet with the magic door that if you open it from one side if you open it from the left it's the (laughs) it's full of pots and pans if you open it from the right it's a it's a hallway
3: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i was kind of got the impression that i thought he lived outside the labyrinth myself
0: yeah i know i don't know where where he lives because he he gets around he knows the labyrinth well um i don't actually know where he lives i, I could... just
1: think there's a labyrinth next door you're gonna you know find out about it one way or another <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just think yes, that's true like he comes and across as very janitorial to me <laughs>
1: like
0: his he's his, his, like the groundskeeper
2: yeah like, that, that made that makes sense too every
0: time i live behind like a taco bell or something i end up knowing that taco bell pretty well
1: <laughs> <So> I,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: makes sense
1: When yeah. just um, like you know hoggle comes over one day it's like you know like deliver a fruit basket line to be a nice neighbor and then spends like the next week stuck there <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's like yeah now i know the library pretty well
0: so i <laughs> on goblin meat and like yeah. um poison pizza. So he uh he gets uh bribed by sarah because sarah gives him some costume jewelry and uh and he likes he likes plastic he likes uh jewelry that's his thing mm-hmm. um and uh kind of bribes her to uh to take him as far uh, take her as far as he can and uh they they're they're continuing through the labyrinth or the oubliette trying to get out, and they run into these the false alarms, which I love these things too. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: the voice acting on these things is really great. Uh these giant stone faces that uh you know try to turn back <laughs> You're <laughs> know. going the
2: Beware. wrong way. <laughs> um and the puppetry on these is great too. One hundred percent. Yeah.
1: But well, really, 'cause when Hoggle gets in the argument with one where it's like, you know, no oh, shut up, we've heard it already, and it's like but I only get to say it once. Yeah. <laughs> and he's
0: like, oh, don't expect us to have a big reaction." Oh no, no, no! <laughs> <laughs> They're so polite. I really love it.
1: It's
3: very I, funny I to it's me. Like,
1: actually, the kid, like they only get to say it like every hundred years or so because nobody makes it that far or
3: something.
1: <laughs> no. It's just like it's that's really shitty way to be. Is a yeah. magical creature.
2: It's the <laughs> true. It's so
0: situational. It it's true it, it, yeah. it's like it's like being a mimic where it's like you just kind of wait forever
3: <laughs>
2: yep. um for your one moment to shine <laughs> but I, but i also i love the uh i i, I love it anytime and in, in fiction where a villain or you know some part of a greater apparatus is very clearly just doing their job mm-hmm. it's like oh like, <laughs> they, they even say like i'm just doing my job Like they're jobbers so they're just gonna like oh you know like well it's a living
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I like that a lot in this. I also like when David Bowie shows up dressed up as uh, the, you know, this like uh, you know, Roma or something like that, this fortune teller or what have you, mm-hmm. like a beggar. Um, and when when he's like uh, you know, what were you doing? He's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Tra la la. Uh, which is a, which is a g- g- great line
3: read that doesn't make any sense at all.
0: Tra-la. Like, I think that's the most aggressive anyone's ever said. Tra-la-la. Uh,
3: Tra-la-la.
2: Each uh, la was an accusation. La-la-la. <laughs> well, well, well.
0: Um, and uh, Huggle says he's like being a, a double agent. Like, you know, he's or a triple agent. He's going to befriend her, but actually, you know, sneak her and send her back to the beginning of the labyrinth. Um and, uh, and David Bowie is like, yeah, all right, you know, and uh, before they get, it can get too, too, too advanced, uh, she antagonizes Dareth and he is too proud to let that set because he's like, your are a piece of cake. And he's like, piece of cake, is it? How do you like this slice? And, and throws the sphere that becomes this awesome thing called the cleaners, <laughs> uh, which this was, I used to draw the shit out of this when I was young because <laughs> yeah. this is badass. It's a big, uh, it's a big drill. Yeah yeah which is it just it's just like a bunch of like you know dentistry implements just swirling and stuff they have to run away and i love when they run away and it's just two people working on it with a bike yeah. like it's <laughs> you know? like
2: it's so good toned like it's so like sweet yeah
3: i don't
0: know <laughs> well,
2: I,
3: I mean, like it.
2: it's it's so great like because like a bunch of other stuff it's really scary from one angle and then yeah. from the other angle it's just like really cute you can't take quick. anything for granted
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and really that yeah. thing just reminded me of resident evil 4
3: Oh, yeah. there's some oh, yeah. of those
1: in there and i played that first so <laughs> yeah. that was really a, fun for me
0: that's very apt like it is very yeah. much like a resident evil thing
2: yeah um it is yeah. a, it, it is it is a uh trevor death trap yes yeah but uh but yeah after they after they passed this through they you know were kind of introduced to this idea of the of the bog of eternal stench it's mentioned a oh, little boy. bit um, uh, 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 you know, prior to this, but um, Hoggle explains this to Sarah, saying, "Oh, you will smell forever if you, if you, if any part of you touches the bog, that part will, you know, will will smell forever." And after this kind of, I don't know, kind of pointless uh scene with uh with this old dwarf with a sassy bird,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. it's, so it's not to have our
1: puppet on screen it is true for a puppeteer (laughs) yeah
2: i should i should like to get you that bird hat someday Cole. no i would like a bird hat like Uh i do but it's like i looked at that and i thought like oh that's just kazooie
0: it or kazooie or like um isn't it like uh a senior wenceslas like that old comedy routine is not that what they're doing like Like, all right all right okay okay all right all right like it sounds like
2: they're doing that maybe a little bit like there's a ba- there's like back and forth like he's a wise man i think this is the one character that's voiced by frank oz maybe mm. um but uh but the but the bird is just kind of like oh you know he's he's sassy and streetwise it, it's a streetwise sassy bird much like uh, i like sick of this shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah he, the, the bird knows what's up yeah um uh, we're introduced to to ludo here uh because they find all these other goblins are attacking this gigantic beast that is tied up with these tiny little baby monsters on sticks that are terrifying <laughs> you yep. they look like the off-brand uh chestburster from Spaceballs. oh yeah um yeah they're 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 and, beating ludo with
2: a fetus stick
0: yeah <laughs> yep and uh ludo who is awesome who's a, a big kind of ogre who controls rocks uh and and i, I, know I used the to
1: sasquatch
0: yeah the sasquatch yeah, yeah. He, uh, I don't know if I can, I can't do it as well as I used to, but I used to be able to do a very good impersonation of, of Ludo. And if I can't do it anymore, then I'm down to just Louis Armstrong, which is a <laughs> bad place to be my only impersonation. Um, but, yeah, give uh, it a shot. You can't say let me you? Let me see if I can.
3: Uh... <clears throat> Sarah, Fred. <laughs> okay, that's pretty solid. Down. Rock's friends.
0: <laughs> so that, that, that's kind of what Ludo sounds like. Um, which is a little bit what Louis Armstrong sounds
2: like. <laughs> Lou, Lou Armstrong. Louis Armstrong, yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, and, and now, Gary, can, can we please talk oh, to Louis?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can Louis, can you, can the rest of this podcast just be Louis doing your parts?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it would fall out, and the ACLU would get on our case. Um, I suppose. The, um so, uh, but she, uh, he calls rocks and she throws them and there's a little bit of slapstick where like that knocks their helmets and they start fetusing each other. <laughs> um, and,
3: uh, I don't know how that... Them down.
1: Where did we decide those are called fetuses?
3: I, oh, that, 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 I that was me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> that, yeah. like...
1: They're they're little monsters on sticks. I don't know why we had to bring you know, embryology into it. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. They they don't look very fully developed. They're kinda of pink and slimy, like they're fetus monsters. You know, it's not the fetus of a human.
0: Yeah. Now who's being humanist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, they're they're too wet to not be fetuses. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> like too slimy.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh
0: anyway, so they they continue to move. Uh Ludo is now a buddy. And uh, they find these two door knockers. You can buy these door knockers for your door, which mm. I really love because I, I like these guys a lot.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. I love the one that can't talk because he's got the uh, the ring in his mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when the grumpy one with it in his ears. And uh, essentially, she just ends up going through that door arbitrarily. And she could totally take the ring yeah. out of his mouth again on the way out and just chooses not to. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or could have taken the other door because it's not like it, one was special or anything as far
0: as she no. knew. No. She I, just wanted to cause the most suffering.
2: Yeah, I think the just yeah. like Sarah's path is marked as like just with a a, a complete disregard for the quality of anybody else's life.
0: One hundred percent.
2: Yeah, she she has to learn that. <laughs> um, they get
0: through. Uh, they lose Ludo. Ludo falls down a trap door, um, and uh, we get cut to the scene with uh, this is the scene that the the puppeteer the the crystal guy had to be up David Bowie's butt for like half a day, <laughs> um, where David Bowie gives uh, Hoggle a peach and says you know find her give her this peach um and he says it's not gonna hurt her is it he's like why you know do you think you guys are friends bosom companions uh, <laughs> and uh and, and he laughs at him and he says he says if she ever kisses you i'll turn you into a prince prince of the land of stench which is a sick burn <laughs> <laughs> Psych. um but you know and so she he's off to go find sarah but we can move on to the fireies.
2: things like this the this, fire gang this should have been
0: caught This, this is like not only i think this is an argument for the worst song that david boy's ever written <laughs> like it's, it's pretty up there but these this is so weird these things are so strange and like i watched that making of and they spent a lot of time on these things like yeah. this was a huge problem to like figure out how to make them like modular mm-hmm. uh, and still be able to move in a way that made sense um, so yeah, uh, Nick, Nick, give us your best. Like, describe the fire gang or the fireys, please. Like, how would all you right. describe these things?
1: Well, first you walk onto a green screen with a little campfire, and there's okay. all these <laughs> sort of like pinkish, reddish. Uh, they got like bird faces, and uh, they're always uh, ripping off their limbs and juggling them or such
0: they're just playing games. Like there's a lot of like, they play golf. They play a little bit like basketball. Like they're playing games <laughs> with their body parts, which is like, that's an important part of growing up, right? Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say
2: like me in high school. Yeah. yeah but you, you,
1: like. You... They need to learn important lessons that it's okay to play with your own body parts, but you shouldn't do it to other people's body
3: parts. 100%. Especially
1: girls who wander onto your campsite.
0: They need to know a thing true about, about consent. Yeah. And and the other thing that they need to know about is shutting the fuck up with your weird, ridiculous reggae accents.
3: <laughs> they're,
0: they're, they're so weird. Yeah. Like this, yeah. The song is so weird. There's that one with like the super sexy voice. It's like, down the block. And like that guy is the creepiest one. He's got that big, shitting grin all the mm-hmm. time oh man
1: yeah you know, dark souls connection bonfire <laughs> <laughs> I uh, there is a
0: bonfire there shit okay, walls hmm. bonfire we're we're going into uh light town pretty soon um <laughs> yeah. the the yeah. part where the, so they're they're chasing her down and they're like you know we're gonna we're gonna rip off your head um and there's a a line from this that has stuck with me my entire life is that as she's climbing away to get like hoggle drops a rope for her to escape um one of them's like you don't need two ears and like that line has stuck with me forever. It's like a creepy, like just the matter of factness of that. Like I guess you're right. Like I don't need uh, them. Why do you
1: like? Uh. You know, <laughs> like there's uh, a part in the comic uh, *Parasite* where this, uh, um, it's a manga where a guy gets an alien in his hand that takes it over. And mm-hmm. he's having an argument with it about cutting it off, and the thing's explaining it's like you don't need two eyes or ears, and it's like about how it's gonna harm him if he goes to a doctor. Mm. Oh jeez! So it's like it's like the exact same thing, except not with the positive attitude.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have that sweetness to
3: yeah. it. You know,
2: these things, the, the fires are not sweet. Like <laughs> How sad it would be if it was, like, grabbing her by the ankle saying, you don't need both kidneys, please, please, you gotta help yeah. me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is, man, can you imagine, like, you wake up in a bathtub of ice, and then, like, you, you, you get up, you have these stitches on your side, and you go out to the living room, and there's one of these things on the phone, like, talking to his supplier. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I got you some
0: kidneys, some kidneys.
2: Just like oh, but uh, <laughs> I was watching this. I had no recollection of it from when I was young, and that's because it is of no consequence. It, it totally doesn't
0: need to be. It's like a bad song, and it is. Uh, but I feel like I brought up the fieries like six times this year, so at the very least, it's just like a useful reference for me personally. <laughs> um, so she, she thanks Hoggle for uh, saving uh, him, and uh, because she kisses him, they fall down a trapdoor. Into the the bog of eternal stench. Yes, and we finally get to see Blight Town slash the farting lake. Yeah, like which is
2: just far- no,
3: <laughs> Thanks, Louis. I was so happy you were able to stop by again. Gotta go. Uh- <laughs> See you later. Uh, you later. <laughs> uh,
2: but no, this is like this is a good twelve to fifteen minutes of just fart dot wave layered over top of it. It's so good. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Boy, and and the lake has uh anuses like <laughs> tons of them. <laughs> well, I thought that, thought, thought, thought that was just the mud separating to let bubbles out. Uh, no, I think that they're buttholes,
0: like on the surface of the lake. Okay. This can can I just I, I I know I've brought this up a couple times. You cannot imagine how well this played with seven year old Gary. Like the, this, this is like the height of everything. Like I watch this and I'm like, oh, there's a lake that farts. I have arrived.
1: Uh, like,
0: this, is, this is my purpose. How can I go here? Like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen.
1: You know, uh, Gary, uh, have you ever tried Yellowstone Park? And no, I, no, I, I, I think you I'm, might like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's to... there's a place where the ground farts and it stinks.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> because man. of the sulfur. Yeah,
1: think, yeah. American Parks Department. You have to thank. <laughs> it's it's real.
0: I gotta go. Such goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let me go to Fart Lake before I die.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let, let me die in Fart Lake. Bury <laughs> my bones in Farting Lake. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Gary, you watch the documentary. Are there any production yeah. details about uh about the old Bog of Eternal Stench? No and it sucks too cuz they 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 tease towards it they have like Jim Henson
0: like walking through the set and like i was like they're wrapping up talking about the fierys. and i was like oh boy <laughs> like let's let's yeah, get that's... to it and then they just bypass it completely and start talking about the uh, the giant that they fight Ugh. at the end um, which I guess is possibly more impressive from a puppetry angle right. than The Farting Lake. But it is not a lake made of buttholes that farts. <laughs> it's also uh, – so, <laughs> and thus is not the most memorable thing about this movie. Exactly. Like this is just and, – and just like, man, Bog of eternal stench, like take me away.
3: Um,
0: <laughs> so they find Ludo here. Ludo is uh, – this is where Ludo fell and has just been soaking it up. Um, and they're introduced <laughs> to another character. I really like this character, uh, Sir Didymus, oh.
2: who I, I think is great. I, my I, favorite character i like the character i can't stand his voice acting really yeah you don't like sir Didierus voice no it's too it's too shrill like i'm, I'm it, kind of surprised I, 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 thought, uh, I
0: thought you'd like that
2: yeah it's uh it's it's shrill to the point where i couldn't understand him i did do i did do a find and replace because i never got his name um because mm-hmm. like whenever he said and and so like in my notes before before i you know formatted it for the show it was just the fox okay <laughs> like i never knew his name like a radio station yeah, yeah. <laughs> 989 the fox yeah no um but yeah no just like i i dig his character traits that he, you know he is this overzealous kind of like uh uh you know sh- chevalier or whatever but um mm-hmm. you know and and also the fact that he is like as like a, like emilius a gloriosus right like he's completely weak and ineffectual but he's you know he talks a big game right yeah but so yeah. I, like i dig all of that it's literally just his voice that i have trouble with i just
0: i i, I tend to associate me with having less tolerance for high voices than you
3: hmm.
0: um and this is a freaky friday yeah <laughs> uh,
2: yeah the um yeah so um but i like the, his they, design like you know he looks uh he just he <laughs> he is definitely a fantastic <laughs> mr fox um, he, he's a he's well, a fox
0: that rides a dog too which
2: i enjoy yeah,
1: yeah. also he's like what like a foot tall and he's threatening ludo who's like <laughs> mm-hmm. nine feet tall
2: <laughs> he's, he's and, got moxie yeah and, yes and uh, they, they, they like and, like he puts up a fight too mm-hmm.
1: yep but it, yeah it's a pretty it, well as decent as fight as puppetry goes not really kung fu or anything like shadow but, of the classes yeah um,
2: <laughs> shadow um, of ludo yeah the the, the uh, they eventually ah!
0: yeah (laughs) like there's a whole point where he's like you know no one may pass without my permission and finally someone just like has the idea of asking him for permission it's sarah and yeah "Yeah, sarah sarah
2: he's like yes Uh, (laughs) which i love Um, and also he can't smell like he doesn't notice the smell because he's acclimated to it and he takes mm -hmm. it personally like well my sense of smell is all i've got (laughs) yeah yeah, this is like i'm I'm excellent at this don't take this away from me
3: um
0: (laughs) They, they get across eventually the the bridge collapses and we learn more about ludo's ability to uh, control rocks because they're friends with them which is super cute and uh, they create oh, rock,
2: a... friend. rock
0: friends <laughs> uh, they, they, they create a, a bridge of, of farting rocks which they <laughs> fart to pass again just like seven-year-old me
2: just like in stitches <laughs> um, yeah so, so Nick having watched this recently did the did the fart humor land for you
3: yeah. How, um, no, was it was really kind of just
1: background mind. noise for me. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, you see a lot of movies where it really sticks out that like, oh, they're just, you know, tossing farts in my face because this is a movie for children.
3: Mm-hmm. It was really
1: mm-hmm. like, just like, oh yeah, it farts there.
2: So yeah. <laughs> you, 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 have been inured by Shrek.
1: <laughs> the, well, no, see in Shrek. It would still stand out, hmm. but you know, here yeah. it, it's diegetic farting. It mm-hmm. makes sense. I gotcha.
0: Yeah, because in this one the uh, there's so many farts that it just be, kind of becomes like they're they're there for a reason, and they're not like it's not like uh oh Shrek has bent over here's a gigantic fart, you know it's <laughs> like it's not they're not punchlines, it is just like part of the background it's like part of, it's in the air, you know mm-hmm. uh, quite quite literally and that that is uh, that's the difference that's that's the labyrinth difference when it comes to fart jokes
2: <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, that's a labyrinth guarantee
0: I I want I actually think that yeah <laughs> um, so, uh, so so moving on to another uh kind of set piece that was a real nightmare uh as a child uh for me that i thought was kind of scary yeah um they eventually uh you know they're gonna Hoggle's like i can't give her the peach i'm gonna throw it away but jareth scares him um and uh we find out that the peach would actually is gonna make her forget everything right but- um sarah's hungry and and Hoggle offers up this peach
2: yeah. Yes, and Sarah just decides to uh, to eat it. Like she takes a bite out of it and just looks directly at him and says, "Hoggle, what have you done?"
0: Yeah, I, I always think about like what that peach had to taste like. Yeah, like just like if you just immediately know something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like,
1: like it could just be banana. <laughs> 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 like I, like it's a grapple. Yeah. <laughs> like, what have you I'd done? Like if you bite into a peach that tastes like a banana, you're gonna know something's up. <laughs> when you when you
2: drink water when you think it's soda oh yeah, ice, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that same thing exactly but I yeah. wasn't sure if people would make fun of me for having both soda and water on my desk at the same time I, I'm always drinking water like if I'm
0: drinking anything else there's always water there as well. yeah I, I need to water down like everything before I drink it um, in my in my belly <laughs> um, so she uh, she kind of goes into this this fugue state um, Or this kind of uh, the sleep state. Where she does this uh, is it this is where they have the uh, the musical number with where the world falls down that happens yes. before the uh, the hag mm-hmm. um, where she's in a spooky masquerade ball yeah. um, with like the the mask unknown from the dishonored collection <laughs> uh, and uh, and and the song that uh, uh, trivia, like boy, I didn't expect this episode to be as like consummately embarrassing as it is uh, between the first half uh, and then the second half. but uh, this is the song that I uh, that was my first dance at my wedding. Oh, okay the, uh, yeah because uh we, you know me and my ex-wife are big dorks and uh we we, we
2: didn't like recreate the scene or anything like that but i was gonna good. say did you, did you just have like a mask table at the front no. of the reception no so I think
1: with all no. the mask it might be more fitting to you know consummate the wedding
2: too
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah get yourself an eyes <laughs> wide
1: shut situation
0: no, we do that to, to john cages 433 um <laughs> Uh, but so, the, so you you hired a bunch of musicians to cough uncomfortably in the room with you. Yep. Okay. <laughs> we did next to it next to an unplayed piano. Um, we can we can stop talking about my my the sex I had on my wedding night. Okay, I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> so it's, it's okay. <laughs> just this is a suggestion. I mean, we don't have to stop if we don't want to. I'm just throwing it out there is one possible avenue for the continuation of this Dark Souls podcast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> but, um, oh,
1: I'm never getting bite back again, am I? <laughs> <laughs> but
2: this is uh, this this is pretty cool. Um, this is also the most humans that are in the movie. Yeah, there there are no puppets right in the in the scene, which oddly yeah. makes it feel even stranger at this point.
0: Well, they they do a lot of weird set design. Yeah, with with stuff there. They, there's a big part in the documentary about this, where they talk about like how they kind of set this up. Um, to be otherworldly and weird. And mm-hmm. um, they kept saying it's like inside of a soap bubble because uh, the crystal balls that David boy, or they, they become bubbles and they become crystal balls or what have you. Yeah. Um, so they kept saying like, how do we make, how do we emulate that?
2: Yeah. Um, and then they, they also make the masks that are prominent in each scene um, scarier with each shot. Yeah. Um, um, and until they basically stop short of that dance scene from Jacob's ladder.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, eventually, she figures out that this is some kind of illusion and breaks this clock that's on the wall mm-hmm. and falls down. She lands in a dump um, with uh, the she ends up landing on Melentia from <laughs> uh, from the force of fallen giants. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, another Didn't,
3: connection. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The uh, who is a lady with all of her like tons of garbage on her back. Yeah. All of her possessions, the things that she once held dear. Yes, they're weighing her down. Yeah, quite literally. And, and this is as unsubtle as the thesis of a movie could be. It, it's <laughs> I one hundred. I think you're you're one hundred percent right. It's not
0: subtle or anything. It's also not the thesis of the movie. I it's like so. this weird little side yeah. lesson they decide to throw in out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like well, this, I, the, I think my version's worse. It's not like I don't think I'm <laughs> defending it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, in the way the movie, it, I guess to be spoiling a bit, but it kind of goes against this scene where it's like, you know, it's like, oh, you. You can have your cake and eat it, I guess, with like fantasy in your life, whatever, and holding on to mm-hmm. childish things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. heck, Jim Hansen, uh, Henson did, so.
2: Yeah yeah (laughs) but but i mean just the idea of like being encumbered by this stuff like you know she has forgotten her purpose and is just having all of these things from her room like she's in a recreation of her room you know like piled onto her back to make her like this monster that is you know part of the labyrinth and just kind of you know like at the end of the movie it says like oh you know whenever you need us we'll be around but like right now you know we'll have this party but you're not going to need us except for a little bit
0: yeah it just, it's not a
2: movie about being weighed down by your pre- possessions right but um, it's about when, it's when about you, maturing in, a in, in yeah. a in a big way and this is you know like like that, that 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 is the visual representation of it but like i totally read it as like you know being distracted from a bigger purpose by these things that you know actually are kind of distractions in the situation
0: yeah even though it just becomes weird when they all become when you realize they're all symbols of her friends mm-hmm. so if like the idea mm-hmm. is like hey you don't actually need your friends yeah, you know, your religion, family, friends—these <laughs> are the three demons you must slay to be successful in business. Like,
2: <laughs> if, if, if that's the idea yeah. uh, behind it, that's, but that, she, that's that's very unhenson. But I just, you know, yeah. yeah. The
1: point is, all you need is puppets.
2: <laughs> A degree in
1: puppetry will take you far.
2: <laughs> it is the most marketable of degrees. Come to our school. Um, you'd be surprised how many pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies keep several puppeteers on retainer. <laughs> the, I, I Not not so much, man. I used to um, – back when in my like kind of just finding
0: random VHS tapes, there was this uh, VHS tape that was about alcoholism that was an all-puppet cast that was incredible. <laughs> and me and my friends used to sit around and watch like Stone Cold Sober. Like it's uh, like, that seems like the kind of thing you'd sit around and watch Stone, but like we were just be sober watching these like puppets talk about alcoholism. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was pretty great. True story um this this part where her like this facsimile of her room is destroyed Mm -hmm. i really love um it turns out she's in this dump just surrounded by junk yeah um and i I think that's that's pretty sweet like this is this is a kind of a cool set piece the idea of just the walls of my room collapsing in on me and Mm -hmm. me not actually being in my room is super (laughs) silent hell and scary yeah um yeah which i I dig yeah it's it's the false set from wayne's world yeah Yeah, I, i really dig that um the uh, so eventually from looking at the labyrinth book, she eventually gets out of there and her her friends are all back on this little transition scene. There's one of the other garbage ladies that you only see for like a split second <laughs> that I think is also a really scary detail. Like these things are just wandering this waste. Yeah, um, which is <laughs> pretty cool. It reminds you like the walkers in um, uh, Fury Road. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's garbage flage. Yes. Yeah. Um, so on to the Goblin City, they finally made it to the gates of the Goblin City um which uh they're trying to be stealthy but didymus is making this huge ruckus <laughs> and it wakes up this door goal which is the biggest puppet that's ever been made according to uh the documentary so oh, as of like when the movie was made um and the the way they frame it in the movie is very funny um because they're like uh you know attempts have been made to make 15 foot puppets before and it's like <laughs> really
2: like like okay is, is, um, is, is that like the is that like the Everest?
0: Yeah, it's kind of talked about like that's the case.
3: Um, there's also, and I
0: forgot to I forgot to mention it earlier, but just because it's so amazing, I was tweeting about it. Um, Jim Henson in the thing when he's talking about uh, Magic Dance, he said like he talks about the choreographer. He brought in. He's like I, I brought in this this choreographer uh, because I really wanted to give this this movie a sense of black movement. Because uh, it's a yeah. black eye choreographer. <laughs> and like, it's like one, I mean, like it's, it's a little bit racist, but like fine, you know, a different time and Jim Henson is is a saint and he's dead. And, it, you know, I'm not as worried. It's kind of racist. I'm not as worried about that as like, do, did any part of this movie, did you ever think like, you know, this has a real like sense of black movement. Like this is, <laughs> this is a real like, this is not the whitest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like European fantasy with a soundtrack from David Bowie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know,
2: uh, yeah i i i mean it, i think you're setting that for a trick question but no no, no, no yeah, at no, no it point is, it is just it was just well, such a weird like thing for him to go out of his way to find
0: or well, to like to i guess the of... thing
1: is we don't have the comparison because maybe that alternate version of labyrinth just knock you right out <laughs> yeah you know,
0: it's it's even more like stodgy and white <laughs> like this, this this is the soulful version of labyrinth that we the, the we other have. version of
1: labyrinth it's like it's really just an awkward waspy dinner like non-conversation <laughs> yeah, she, she <laughs> never
0: leaves it's just her with her parent her awful parents <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a
0: slice
2: of life drama uh,
0: well I'm, I'm voting to caucus and then this <laughs> transitions directly
2: into Darko out of nowhere. um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this uh, but this golem—it's a—it's you know, a door, and then it animates, and uh, it's—it's—it is—it is an epic fight between uh, between Hoggle and this and the, and this thing. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. However, I don't think that enough like there's enough interaction between the door golem and Hoggle that you couldn't have done it with pu- like smaller puppets. Hmm. so it it like they they didn't take too much advantage of the sense of scale from what i saw like it didn't stick out to me like holy shit that's a big ass puppet yeah it it doesn't It it's not it's doesn't move enough yeah. and they you could tell that's
0: kind of limited by like what they were able to do mm-hmm. you know i feel like they just they had a couple of different things they could do with it and they weren't able to maybe totally achieve their vision um because it feels like this was supposed to be longer or more epic because the next part of it feels a little bit stretched mm-hmm. i think um the actual fight inside the
2: goblin city yeah um yeah yeah but uh eventually they defeat this by uh hoggle getting getting on top taking the head off and then throwing out the, the little pilot the little man mm-hmm. of black alien inside the old man um and then kind of taking it over uh for himself and getting the 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 axe lodged inside of the door frame for no reason mm-hmm. like they could have used that to tower through to the uh to the uh, <laughs> to smash know. everything and yeah. yeah
0: if if they had the budget for it yeah fucked it up um and then there, this is the, the Goblin City where the goblins actually live, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, you know has a could, could be a Souls area. And the um, and and this scene, this is the part of the movie that I feel like drags the most. Um, yep. This kind of fight in the Goblin City because it just kind of goes on for a very long time. Lots of hijinks.
2: It's like a bunch of like just like give and take that doesn't need to happen.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: like, like the goblins are never a threat, even though one of them does have a minigun. Yep. Um, like it's
0: like just really weird to think of them shooting bullets. <laughs>
2: just like oh okay a minigun like that enemy
0: from bloodborne yeah oh hey <laughs> ding um and, and i love that the muppet who has to be the cannonball <laughs> yeah. like uh, that, that guy is a real favorite like
3: it, oh! it's <laughs> like, a
0: living i i you can you can do that joke all day and i'll always kind of like it yeah
2: um yeah, yeah. there's a, there's also a very annoying uh joust scene that drags on for way too long with didymus um, mm-hmm. it, like yeah it's a fox jousting from the back of a dog OK, I think Didymus, I think this is his, like because we just had
0: Hoggle's hero moment. I think this is supposed to be like Didy- shine to do so- time to do something, mm-hmm. you know, his time to shine because he didn't uh, he was introduced, but then hasn't really had any any highlight time. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's the idea. But ultimately, the, the people who save the day are the rocks, yeah. uh, which is, you know, if you can control if you're a lithomancer, like may as well <laughs> lithomancer. Lithomancer's got a lithomancer. <laughs> um, and eventually the rocks kind of uh, save the day and allow them to make their way further in right
1: i remember actually feeling bad when some of the rocks got blown up (laughs) yeah because they're friends (laughs) yeah
2: yeah they are friends Um, and friendship is power here it's like an anime yeah
0: yeah labyrinth friendship is power um They get to the throne throne room and it, it is empty. But Sarah decides to go on alone, like she can't take her friends with her. Wait, empty and like she's... the empty like the throne room in Dark Souls too? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, we have to sorry, go find I keep a... making that joke. Hey, at some point, it's no longer a joke, and they're actually commonalities. <laughs> Careful what you pretend to be, Cole. Uh, <laughs> because, uh, but yeah, so she so she gets there yeah. and she has to go on alone, mm-hmm. and they move into this like a pretty impressive set as well. Now-
1: when uh, she decides she has to go on alone, I kind of just wrote that she has learned nothing because she's like saying she says like, oh, I have to do it because that's the way this thing. These things are done. And it's like, yeah, but hasn't the whole point been don't take stuff for granted? Yeah. And it's like, she, so.
0: Yeah. she, she Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a, and the point has been that. But then also, I think that she's just like being genre savvy. Yeah. Like th- this is what happens in all the fantasy books she
2: reads. <laughs> like if you guys go like something will happen to separate us and it could po- probably hurt you. So, yeah.
0: Like if they, you know, that's that's kind of what I was thinking of it. But it is true that like she doesn't need to come in alone, and it ends up being you know for a movie that is kind of ends up being about friendship uh, mm-hmm. at the end, um, it is kind of a goofy way to do it. But um, you know, I get like it would have been easy to have them go with and just have them be lost in the labyrinth or in the uh, the next room in the in <laughs> for the forever, the super uh, labyrinth,
3: yeah. yeah, the
0: the, the this M C Escher room, which is a really impressive like set. Oh yeah, um, I think, um, and this is. Maybe my favorite like movie representation of this kind of like weird Escher non-logical geometry.
3: Stars
2: with no one. Yeah, especially those times when, uh, when, when Bowie, as he's singing about how much he loves this young girl, uh, I think the it's, song
1: sound like they were breaking up, like it was a torch <laughs> song.
0: Yeah, because he's 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 real like you're you're hurting my feelings by rejecting me, like you mm-hmm. trying to to get and just not accepting this, and like it really kind of shows the, the Goblin King is just really like a real petulant brat, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's just so not, and that, that plays into this. Like he's so used to getting his way all the time. And that any amount of resistance actually does like hurt his feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, not in a way that you should be sympathetic towards him, but in a way that like he pouts about it. And this, that's what this song is. Like if you, you know, listen to the lyrics and you listen to the kind of monologue he has about it, you know, um, he's just like, Hey, I did all this stuff for you. Why don't you like me? He's gotten (laughs) friend zoned, you know, like (laughs) it is, uh, uh, and and uh, and that's what makes this kind of like this ending speech where she's just like, No, you know, <laughs> you and make like, it, me. yeah, no, fuck you, yeah. you know, and it just it makes it really good,
3: yeah. But Is the... that, like, you
0: know, sister, you don't know him anything, queen, like, <laughs> just fucking, uh, you know, this guy to the curb because because he's uh, it doesn't matter that he did this, he did you this favor, like, you don't owe him anything,
2: right? You know? I love the uh, the choreography in this, especially like the camera tricks where they have him like walking on the ceiling and Mm -hmm. then getting to the edge and then like flipping around you know to where he's upright again like they do that a couple of times and just the fact that like sarah and toby like toby's wandering around precariously like i'm terrified whenever a toddler looks at the stairs like even to climb up them (laughs) but in a world that is only stairs like all that could happen is a toddler just falls endlessly check check out this trivia bite about
0: that kid uh, he, one he's he's Brian Froud's Fraud, son, yes. the guy who did all the the designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the documentary, he refers when he has to talk about his son or like things that happen in reference to the birth of his son, he doesn't use the day his son was born, he uses the day his son was conceived.
2: uh Oh, he's like, yeah, it was about six months before my son was conceived. And I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> that's uh, th- <laughs> that's think, weird, buddy. <laughs> I think that's what they do in Korea actually oh, okay. <laughs> like uh their 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 your, your birthday is technically considered to be nine months before you were born something like mm. that and so that gets to be a problem with like uh driver's license bureaus when they when they emigrate yeah um, that yeah. makes
0: sense yeah i didn't know that um it's <laughs> but, just it's weird to hear him say it
2: yeah before that one passionate night oh uh, with janice <laughs> yeah, wait, he's, he's talking about
0: his son and uh-huh. he refers to, like it like he just uses the conception date and it's just like this kind of gross dude I um, mean, and and he's he's a he's a real like he looks like he stepped right out of Get Lamp. Like he's he's a real like special '80s kind of nerd uh, in the in this movie. So it's just yeah. very weird to hear him talk about uh, the night his son was conceived.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but oh yeah. gosh! So did that documentary have any details of how they did the Escher effects?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk they talk about it. It's a lot about like just. Uh, You know, set design of not giving reference points and then the kind of mechanical things of allowing, you know, David Bowie to do those, uh, you know, stepping over edges and stuff, Yeah, um, which was uh, was was done up to wires or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's done with like machinery um, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the documentary is recommended. It does that thing where DVD documentaries have tons of just clips from the movie. Like, like it's kind of promotional, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't want to watch it because it would spoil it. So, like, why are you spending so much time showing me stuff I just watched? <laughs> you know, like, you know what I mean. Like, when mm-hmm. for a little while, when DVD extras were such a huge thing, like every single one of them would be an hour-long documentary that was like fifty percent making of and fifty percent just showing you the movie again. You know, uh, so it does a lot of that, but it's on YouTube. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. It is worth watching if you're a fan of this movie because it is interesting and Jim Henson is is a treasure. Yeah, and uh, and this is David Bowie being really charming too. Like he was mm-hmm. not a He's not pretentious about it at all, which is awesome. There's lots of just shots of him like laughing on set, and you get the sense that he thought that some of this stuff was fun and ridiculous too. Um,
1: now, is he's... it true that he was paid in babies? <laughs> <laughs> not
3: <laughs> they, for nefarious
1: purposes.
0: He just you know, it's a half truth. They actually paid him in baby socks so he could continue to <laughs> to grow his 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 trouser front. Um, I actually believe that's probably David Bowie's real package there, but it definitely looks like a sock stuffed in his his, his crotch. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> they eventually have this confrontation after she kind of chases him down and he's kind of just saying like, hey, you know, I did everything you wanted me to do. Um, you know, you uh, like you asked me to take the baby. I took him. You asked me to like change time and space. Like I did all of these things that are like magical. Why don't you like me? Yeah. And uh, she starts saying the the monologue from the the play
2: um yeah. and you know just like making the shot that she was not able to make at the beginning of the movie she finally re- remembers the way that the line ends you know mm-hmm. she finally has it committed to memory which is you have no power over me
0: yep the uh the awesome uh, moment of empowerment you know because fuck this guy know no, this guys shit. Um, and the uh, so the 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 world kind of dissolves to black and this happens right at the last minute right before David, like Toby was just kind of slowly transform into a goblin <laughs> like the pig transforming scene in Willow and it's gonna be disgusting
3: um,
0: the uh, the world dissolves back into this owl and she's back in her house and Toby in his crib and we don't know if anything has actually ever happened um, you know the her parents return um, she puts the book in this cast picture of, of David boy in the dust drawer and uh, she's just kind of sad because she had this great adventure. Um, but she starts seeing her friends from the Labyrinth show up in the, in the mirror and kind of in the periphery, um, of this, uh, this, you know, and they're like, if you ever need us, you know, we'll be there. And, uh, she's still kind of sad about it. Um, cause she's like, well, no, I do need you. You're my friends. And yeah. they go, well, and then like, it just, <laughs> it's just the end of Caddyshack. Um, it just becomes a super huge fun party full of puppets. Mm-hmm. And and even uh David Bowie gets to watch it as an owl. Yeah. Like, it's just like, owl Bowie. I didn't get invited to that party party. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, they have a big uh, big stuffed animal party, which I would I should like to go to there. And uh <laughs> yeah, and then that's uh, that's it. Yeah. She gets to live with those puppets. Yep. Her... When, whenever she needs them. Mm-hmm. Which is all the time, because it's always time for puppet party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you're like her first job interview yeah <laughs> ma'am like, ma'am why are August you dancing just like boogieing the
0: background there's <laughs> just one of them like she's just like you know well i think they ought to be very good at this and then like Sir didimus is just kind of doing the twist like in the corner <laughs> silently
3: to no <know> music <laughs> well,
1: the, the twist really it's like they're doing that puppet dance where you're pretty much just moving side to side and up and down
0: <laughs> yeah, <the puppet laughs> shoulder did. bounce yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, so, man. yeah, that's The Labyrinth. I was happy that I got a chance to watch it again.
0: Yeah. it I like, uh, what, I like we'll, what We'll just do some do some wrap-up thoughts. What Nick, you go first and talk
1: about Labyrinth. Oh, I'm all on the spot. Um, ooh, well, let's see. I really do like puppets. Um, you know, the Jim Henson stuff. I wish I lived in a world of puppets. Like, you know, if the mm-hmm. Muppet movies were real and those were just wandering around, because they always seem like it's basically like the closest thing you get to living with cartoons where it actually looks right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, you know, Roger Rabbit, except, you know, it actually, they have physical properties that make sense. Um, Let's see, yeah, David Bowie comes off as pretty creepy in parts. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the Fashigi stuff's funny. (laughs) He's just like, every time you see him, he's just noodling with that ball. (laughs)
2: Like, absently. (laughs) It has nothing to do with what he's actually saying or doing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I guess now I know because those arms aren't attached to him.
3: But (laughs) still... (laughs)
1: yeah just weird. and i guess uh you know also it seems like uh you know maybe this girl's just a little bit insane i mean yeah. it's like, i guess it's like sort of the negative read to it but it's like she just spent like you know hours in that kid's room talking to nothing
0: yeah
1: yeah also, it is it, uh
0: it's pretty crazy
1: yeah at the start she went into the, like toby's room initially because she was missing a bear from her room and she blamed the babe like <laughs> what is it, infant for taking it it's like that kid did not take that and then walk all the way next to its crib
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not how it happened lady <laughs>
0: uh that, that's one hundred percent true um, she did, she's, she's super immature. it is kind of like a story about growing up, but she hasn't learned tons of lessons because it's not it's not super heavy you know it's not like she came away from it like like she probably isn't going to wish her baby her baby brother taken away again yeah, but, but it, just it's uh...
1: like wasted her night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she's just frustrated. Like everybody I've ever known who has a kid wishes the Goblin King would take their baby.
1: It just doesn't <laughs> happen
0: because the guy go- because David Boy died. <laughs> uh, so, so, so they lucked out in that respect.
1: felt yeah, um, was like really uh, at the start was ambiguous was she was talking about how like, oh, they're always like ruining her plans because she's has to watch over the kid. And I'm like, there is no evidence in this movie that you have friends.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I'm, she's, uh, I mean, she's... wondering about that. Well, she's a, she's a teen, right? Like she's just angry about stuff, Yeah, you know? And like, and she feels like she's, she's probably mad that she doesn't have friends. Like she, she's like, there's a little bit of me in that, in that girl, like where I was like a kid who liked fantasy <laughs> worlds and escaping into stuff. And it was not the most socially adept guy. Yeah. You know? So I think, I think she's just kind of got a lot of anger yeah. that is, uh definitely misplaced
2: and there's yeah and, definitely and there and there's also like a like a notion of coping in that too mm-hmm. like she has a very loose grip on reality and that she prefers fantasy over reality like we see that from her room but also she's dealing with kind of a you know not a bad situation at home but mm-hmm. you know like just isn't it that the it's her stepmom and her and then uh her, her dad is just kind of care like she feels like her dad cares more about the stepmom than her and you know having well. to take care of this you know, little brother that she doesn't see as a real little brother, right? She doesn't uh, yeah, have I a lot of regard for it. Yeah. In yeah. That case,
1: which is part of the resentment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. brother, Cause we never actually find out what happened to the mom, you know, <laughs> which is like, uh, which, you know, cause it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it, this is her stepmom who's there. So there's probably, there's like some, some kind of suggestions uh, of some stuff there. You have to read the descriptions on all the, uh, the items in her room to actually find out the full, full story.
1: They were banished but, uh, to the same place. All her friends
0: yeah yeah friend she she probably left because she didn't want her daughter to be such a poindexter. yeah
3: uh, so so she
0: left uh um she divorced her dad, but the um yeah, it's like I feel a lot of sympathy for for her, and like as much as this movie like you know it is goofy and it doesn't make tons of sense um and it's not quite as like thematically whole as it could be, like I still think it's really impressive and charming um I genuinely like most of the songs in it um i think are are good cheesy you know, fun David Bowie songs and they don't get in the way. Like there's only, there's fewer musical numbers than I thought, you know, when yeah. I watched it again for Joe, cause there's really only three. Um, and yeah, this is a, this
2: is the single movie I've seen most in life, I think. Yeah. Um, cause I used to watch this once a week when I was <laughs> young. And the, uh, like the like, the 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 musical numbers, like themes from those, kind of become ambient production music, like in the mm-hmm. transitions and other scenes when there's not a whole lot happening. So I think that that makes this feel more like a musical than it actually is. Totally. Yeah. the the uh, The score stuff is not actually done by Bowie, but there's tons of just little
0: reprises. Yeah. That show up. Um. Yeah. So so I'm I'm pro labyrinth. Yeah. I'm glad I got a chance to cover it for something. Um. You know. I. You know. If you would have asked me. Several years ago, if it would be for this show, I would have said no. Uh, but but I'm, glad it, uh, I'm glad
2: it showed up on the network at some point because it is a cool movie. Yeah. And uh, people like when we talk about movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to do some real-time follow-up. That thing I said about Korean birthdays, it's not from the day you were conceived. It's the year you were conceived. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and so it it's is totally jan- clean. <laughs> well, no, I just I I get trouble. I get in trouble for making generalizations about other people's cultures. I just know that they calculated differently. I was just slightly incorrect.
0: Yeah, I hopefully no court will convict you for that. Yeah. I think that uh, it, may, it makes sense. I think and I, hopefully I mean, I was going to say no one is going to think less of you for that. But then time has proven that people <laughs> people will be petty shitheads for about years minor and years. Yeah, you know,
1: I... minor factual. Error, I saw so. in a documentary that actually Chinese emperors were picked by the date they were conceived. They were like that was hmm. just determine the whole horoscope, which apparently hmm. was really important for picking an emperor. Hmm.
2: hmm. Yeah, that
0: stuff's fascinating uh, to me. Yeah, yeah, it, it is a uh, it is interesting. Um so, so for people uh, who, who are listening to this, or just like, when will this end? Um, the, um, we're, we're talking Never. about Shadow Tower. yeah. So uh, we got some stuff uh, coming up. Um, next episode, we're going to start our three-episode kind of thing on Shadow Tower Abyss. Two mm-hmm. regular episodes and one uh, appendix episode. So if you have thoughts about Shadow Tower Abyss, you can hit us up with that. Play um, it. After that, oh,
2: my God, play it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's super good. It is really good. It is like, it's way easier than Shadow Tower is, which mm-hmm. is... It's not making me like it less, but it's it's interesting because it's I was expecting it to just be like a thousand times better. Mm -hmm. It's way easier, yeah, and there are a lot of neat things it does. I think in the end, like it's it's not it's also not nearly a survival horror, right? uh, Focused as the the first one is. So they're both I think they both stand up, which is Mm -hmm. what a what an embarrassment of riches. Like I was not expecting that.
2: It's it's Um, way more approachable, and if you were at all kind of intimidated by Shadow Tower, um, mm -hmm. please go please go and check this out if you have the ability to. Yeah, and
1: if if I were going. Uh, you guys have convinced me where do i go to do
2: that uh shadow tower abyss yes how do i play that uh you can find that on google uh there is a fan translation that was done i think in 2011 um that is very good uh yeah, but you have, you have uh you play it is, it on
0: emulator because it was never translated it never came to the states right it never got and, an official release over here and like text you could play this without uh without it being translated i feel like um and you wouldn't be missing that much but it would be harder right um, just you know, figuring out uh, you know what little dialogue is here is actually kind of charming and cool, mm-hmm. um, and the uh, I wouldn't want to deprive myself of that. So if you just uh, if you just Google like a, a fan translate ISO, you'll find it, and then uh, just use a, a PS2 emulator. Um, the one that I am using is PC 2 uh, It's like pcsx
2: 2 or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so recommended. Um, after that we will finally be getting into Dark Souls 3 Because we will have it in our hands so We have a first impression episode And then we'll be doing our first uh, you know, opening area tutorial yeah. Episode with a, with an appendix mm-hmm. And then do uh, have our first guest episode On whatever that first area ends up being Because yeah. yeah, I don't know anything about Dark Souls 3 <laughs>
2: Because we know nothing uh, yeah. Gary, uh, do we want to make that promise That we're going to go right into the series Or do we want to give ourselves the ability To have that like uh, interregnum week uh, where you know if we need, if we need more time to play it before we're comfortable, oh it. Yeah. like we like, um, like we did with Bloodborne. Um, oh, you mean like take the take the off week? Yeah, yeah. Whatever? So so do do the impression and then do some like a like a minor episode on something else uh, to, as we as we go, just like we did with Bloodborne because that was that was a thing in our Dark Souls two uh, episode mm-hmm. or our Dark Souls two series. Um, that I want to make sure that if we need to make that call, please understand that we do.
0: Okay, yeah. Just uh, let's let's figure out
2: how we feel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like, once we, we get we, down there, we can't know it until we play it. But, uh, yeah, but if I just we if wanna... need
0: to push it off, because we, I don't even know, I don't have no idea the scale of this, right? You know, if it, how big it is, if it's like Dark Souls too big, or if it's like Demon Souls big. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. And the, uh, and we might end up needing an extra time. We might also end up needing it to like line up guests and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, as much as it, we do a lot of preparation or as much of it as we can. And mm-hmm. I have kind of a, a short list of people who I think, will be on. I don't know when. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and until I actually know the game, it's really hard to get people nailed down because we try to get people on for areas they like. Right. So uh, I can't, I can just say like, hey, do you want to be on the show? And somebody can say yes, but that doesn't mean anything
2: until I can say, hey, do you want to be on the, you know, the Abattoir of Forgotten Dreams, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Yeah. So I bring that up not to have us do our planning on the air, but to make it clear to anybody who's listening that like, we know nothing. Um, Yes. And you probably already knew that. Uh, and can surmise it mm-hmm. by the way we carry ourselves and the things we say um but yes. um but uh but yeah like they're you know this the the second this comes out we're hitting the ground and playing as much of it as we can in order to a bring you this the new season as quickly as possible but also do a good job of it. so yeah i i, I will have it beat by the time we do that
0: first recording most likely mm-hmm. um or at least and have the end in sight because that's all I'm really planning on doing. Yeah. But I'll need to go through. That's like the very much like a rough pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then, and then we're we on to Dark Souls Three. So that's all the pre-planning. Thanks for sticking with us during this off season. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Nick, for for joining us in this episode.
1: Yes, Nick. Oh, you're very welcome. Really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. If you um, need any more guests for Dark Souls Three, yeah, yeah, man. around.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 loop back. This is, this has been fun. So, yeah. the uh, I think that 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 will
2: happen. If, um if uh, if people wanted to uh, to find your work net uh,
1: lashkingkingdom.com mhm com. it's a comic book on the internet it's yeah. uh, people tell me it's good
3: <laughs> it uh, i'd good. like
1: to listen to those people <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> yeah. uh, it is good
1: yeah
0: um you you should definitely check that out and uh, as i said the the week after sometime between this episode you're hearing now and the next episode on shadow tower you'll hear the fake on fireside chat uh, tying into souls of darkness
1: um, yeah, the one where I thought I was going to be talking about labyrinth, and, oh, yeah. and
0: turned it's out I was, it was. So it's true. weird that you keep bringing up, uh, you know, puppets. During the, <laughs> but we we rolled with it. It was yeah. it was we got around it.
2: It's all improv. You know, we were just yes sanding you.
0: Exactly. Um, the, the two secret words that unlock improv. The um, yeah.
1: so. Oh, you uh, know, now since it's like it's all in the future past, we can just make up all sorts of stuff about it, like you know. You know, I think that racist rant was really uncalled for.
0: <laughs> it's a good thing it's it's been edited and everything. So, it's, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I don't um, know if I caught all of it in the markers, Gary. You might want to go back again. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: no, I, I keep my own markers for racist rants just in case because it happens so often that we can't keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we like to give the illusion of, uh, of forthright yeah. social justice warriors. But really... Mm-hmm. Pretty much every single episode, we have forty or fifty minutes of just uh, anti-immigration screeds. We have to cut out. Yeah. Um, yeah, we so. got. You
1: got to find the guy who keeps doing that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it's actually every guest we ever have, so it, yeah. it's kind of weird. It's, it's <laughs> what we're all thinking. We just don't want to say it. Uh,
3: um,
0: I'm an uncle on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. If you uh, if you want to support the show, uh, you can go to Patreon.com forward slash and support the show really Mm appreciated you can also leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes that is also very appreciated
2: yeah Um, we have the Facebook group uh, where you can meet up with folks and you know talk about Dark Souls 3 when it comes out it is a spoiler free zone for now and for the uh, foreseeable future but uh, Mm -hmm. um, uh, on the community side if you back us at $2 or up on Patreon uh, you can join our Slack which I'm very much looking forward to uh, being a part of that small tight knit community uh, when yeah. that comes out uh, there's
0: already a dark souls 3 spoiler channel on the slack yeah.
2: that i'm looking forward
0: to joining yes. once i beat the game <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah th- that will be a very fun place to talk about dark souls when it comes out i
2: think mm-hmm. so because that is a great everybody's right really nice
3: yeah
2: um and, and uh yeah just uh go and uh check that out and also uh slash news is a place where you can find all of the incidental stuff like the shirt poll that uh, mm-hmm. probably just ended or the, uh, the, uh, you know, announcements about duck Feed live and such future future shirt polls. Yeah. And the like, um, yeah, I think that's probably about it.
0: Um, yeah. So uh, until next time, Cole, what should they do? Or what should they not do? Uh, uh
2: they should not take things for granted. See, I learned the lesson. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Praise the moon. Praise the moon. <laughs> Praise the moon. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Cool. Um yeah, thanks Nick.
1: Uh you know, I just remembered there was like one of my favorite lines from that movie was where uh she says it's not fair and Bowie goes, "What's your point of comparison?" Yeah, you say that so often.
3: Uh,
0: Oh, I wonder what your point of comparison is.
2: I think about that all the time, too.
1: Yeah, that's a... Uh,
2: that's a very good one. Yeah. It's
1: so unfair, I forgot that. Oh. Yeah. This will
2: go in the post roll.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well, it's, now I'm in one of those.